All right. Looks like we are finally live. The very first podcast of 2019 for the Xbox 2. How's everybody doing in chat? I'm one of your hosts, Rand Thor 19 man with a million. And with me, as usual, the one and only, the legend, Jess Corden of Windows Central. What's going on, buddy? Hi, friendo. Pretty good, man. And doing pretty good. You know, we we haven't we haven't talked in a, well. We, we talk all the time in DMs, but we haven't spoke. Well, actually, we spoke the other day when we did the podcast with the Iron Lord. So I guess that's not true either. Um, man, how was your uh, how was your holiday? Christmas, New Year's? Did you uh, do you enjoy the time? Uh, you know, with the family and the girlfriend. Man, it was it was hard work, man. That's why my girlfriend's family take Christmas really seriously, and you know, there's lots of visits and you know. And then by the time it, it was time to relax, I was had to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> go back to work, writing those articles for Windows Central, getting them clicks. Them click. Right? Planning, a, planning 2019 strategies when most of them work. Using, using that clickbait to draw in people, you know? <clears throat> oh, no, I'm not a YouTuber, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Only YouTubers use clickbait. Never, never, never writers of uh, articles on websites. <laughs> Uh, well, did you get anything cool for Christmas? I gotta ask. Did I get anything cool? My girlfriend knitted me some Xbox socks. Get out of here, really? She knitted you? Like, <laughs> grabbed they some knit. threads, grabbed the thread yeah. needle, and knitted knit you some, some Xbox socks? Green, white and green Xbox socks. And even made packaging for them. And that's, that looked really professional. And I was like, wow. That's she, that, she's a keeper, man. She's a keeper. You need you need to you need to keep her. Next thing you know, she'll be stitching you up a Xbox onesie. <laughs> she need a lot of thread for that. Did you did you not tweet out pictures? I see like an Xbox dude in cake batter. They're like, no pics didn't happen, and you need to tweet out a picture of those socks. I didn't see anything. Did you not share those wonderful I creation? I haven't out? shared them yet. I'll, I'll I'll post a picture on Twitter there. All right, Xbox no, socks. You know if if uh. Microsoft Marketing, who I know listens to this podcast, uh, maybe you guys should think about getting some Xbox socks. You know, you got the onesie. Microsoft, Microsoft does make Xbox socks. Really? I don't see any socks uh, on their, yeah, their clothing yeah. apparel line. I, I own some. Um, I think they sell them through the, the physical Microsoft shop. I got them from Redmond, Microsoft headquarters. Yeah. So, like, that pretty much it? You didn't get anything special? Just, just Well, I know socks are special, but anything <laughs> other than that? Um, I'm too old for Christmas, man. Too old for Christmas. Too old for Christmas. Yeah, I know. Fun you... gifts, cheese. My girlfriend's mom got me some special cheeses. Uh, it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, my friend. Um, my best friend from England got me uh, Octopath Traveler for Nintendo Switch. I'm gonna be playing that when I go. Oh yeah, that's right. You got you. You have you just like me. You have all three consoles now. Yes, we are yes. team. We are team yes. agnostic. Team neutral. Although I, I have team neutral. I have um, I have the X. I have the Pro, and I have the Nintendo Switch. You have the X. You have the PlayStation Slim, a PS4 Slim. Oh, I got a Pro. Oh, you got a Pro as well. All right, we're we're basically one and the same, man. All right. What what graphics card you got? I have a 1080. Oh, wow. You beat me there. Yeah. You got a, you got a 1060 mobile. 
Yeah, and I only use it to edit videos, but you know, it does <laughs> render a, a nice 4K video pretty fast. Usually takes around 20 to 25 minutes when I do upload videos in 4K. Now, well, um, I want you about us. Yeah. So, I know you know what I got for Christmas because I talked a little bit about it on the podcast on Sunday. Well, you know what? It's not really, nobody bought it for me. I decided to get it for myself, right? Um, I picked up an LG OLED B8. Oh, man. Uh, after, YouTube millions. Yeah, you know, the YouTube millions, yeah. Um, after talking uh, to a couple people at Xbox who own like the B7s, I have a, I have a, a buddy I play with all the time who uh, owns a C7. And after spending some time talking to dealer, uh, he's like, yo, like you play so many games, you need to see what these games are like on a godly OLED, right? So I'm like, you know what? And I was thinking about it, like, and I had a, I had a Samsung KU 6300 that I bought for like 400 bucks uh, in 2016. And, you know, it's nice, 40 inch. Um, and I was like, you know what? I kept on thinking about it. My buddy Magic said, get it. Uh, my buddy Keith said, get it. And dealer's like, yo, get this thing. Get the B8. It was on sale for $1,600, uh, 55 inch. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it because we got a whole bunch of games coming out real soon. Resident Evil 2, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, Division 2, Anthem, right? All these great games. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to get a brand new TV. So it came, Jez, right? And I swear, when I unboxed this thing, I thought it was going to break the screen. The screen is thin. The The iPhone I just picked up is, like, wider and thicker than the OLED screen, right? I thought it was going to really? break this thing. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. It, it was, because, like, I needed two people to carry it. And my dad was like, and I, I didn't really trust my dad. I'm like, dad, I'm like, be careful with this thing. Like, it's, uh, you know, like, uh, you don't, I don't want you to break, you know. And um, I hooked it up and... Oh my God, Jez, it's so beautiful. Like, honestly, like words cannot describe the godliness I now see. I thought, uh, I thought you didn't care about resolution. I don't. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't, but now yeah. I kind of do because, okay. So I was <clears throat> running through some games. I loaded up Assassin's Creed Odyssey and my God with HDR on true HDR. That game looked so incredible. Sea of Thieves, even Sea of Thieves. I was stunned at the picture quality, the image quality, and how HDR just... Like, you, you look in the ocean, and you see all these different blues and greens. You're looking at the sunset, and it's just like all these different reds and oranges that you couldn't see before, and everything pops, right? And then I... <laughs> dealer had me load up uh, Batman Arkham Knight which is a game that's not updated that is a 900p right so a 900p game that's upscaled to 4k cuz of the, you know the TV I'm got 55 inches and it looked Ew. like ass it looked like ass like i could see the shimmering and all this stuff and i'm like oh my god like <laughs> this looks bad i don't know i don't know it's almost as if I was right all along. The resolution is the master, master race. Yeah, so it's like I, I'm just even PUBG. PUBG looks so much better. 
PUBG looks ridiculous. Did you have a 4K display before? Yes, I did. But this is this is OLED, baby. This is also it's also an extra 15 inches. I went from 40 to 55. Um, so I I mean I used it every single day, you know, to play video games. Uh, and um, you know, I figured why not, you know. And it's pretty much only the big big thing I'm gonna buy, you know. So it's just like I just, I man, it's just it was jazz. I can't really describe how awesome <laughs> the like you need this thing, you need it. I can't afford it, mate. But I I do like that's the thing about 4K. You can't you can't ex- you can't write about how good 4K is. You can't write about how good HDR is. You can't really show it in screenshots. You can't even really show it on video because YouTube squashes it down and all that stuff. You just have to see it for yourself to know. Yeah. Well, and it's also the TV matters too. Like, you know, yeah, the the picture looked great on my Samsung 4K, but it looks like even way better on this LG OLED. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's almost night and day. The differences. Well, I've got I've got one of those cheap 4K, the the most cheapest HDR. Case that you can get, but thing is, I can't, I can't fit any bigger than forty three inches in my room, really. That's yeah, and you know what's weird? Because Cake Batter, he says the same thing. Is like, I said too far to own anything less than sixty five inches, so I can't afford sixty. This like the difference between the fifty five and the sixty five. So fifty five was on sale for sixteen hundred. The sixty five was like twenty six, like twenty seven hundred. It was like a like a thousand dollars more for just an extra ten inches. I was at that point, I was like, uh, man, uh, no, you know, like that's way too much. And, uh, but finally I get to experience HDR because the Samsung I had before had it, uh, an eight bit panel that did fake HDR. So I just turned it off, but now I actually have proper HDR 10 and oh my, the differences are clear as day, man. Like it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's amazing. Like I can't wait to delve into resident evil and all these other games that i've you know coming up and you know going through some of the stuff in the backlog uh it's and then not only that but like movies right like you'll be able to see like in resident evil you'll be able to see like the chunks of bone inside a severed limb glistening in the moonlight yes in a hundred nits of brightness a thousand nits of brightness sorry and then I, I did get a little bit in trouble when i said i upgraded because i went from android to uh to iPhone. You didn't upgrade. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. I didn't really use the Android that much. It didn't mean, meant nothing to me. So I guess I, I guess I could have, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess I could have stayed with Android and got someone else. But I was like, nah, let's try iPhone this time. And people, pe- you want to talk about console war? You want to talk about PlayStation versus <laughs> Xbox versus Nintendo? This has nothing on the comments I was getting about Android and iPhone. Which Matt Piscatella, the MPD analyst, says it's nothing compared to the sneaker wars. Apparently, like Nike versus Reebok is utterly insane, and like the the console war is just just like a funny aside, like between you know the consoles. It's just like like I don't know, man. People love their stuff, man. I I I I don't really I don't care. Like people, because because you weren't the first person to say you downgraded. Like my buddy Zalker is just like, oh, you downgraded. I'm like. And, and and it was just like I posted it, and I get all these people coming in like, iPhone blows, Rand. What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. 
man. so many people just you know i want to give you my opinion on why you chose the wrong thing it's it's oh god there's a, there's a psychological term for it where like if you pick something that someone else doesn't like you are attacking their ego and there's a it's a psychological phenomenon where some people like they're so insecure that they have to get like all riled up yeah like me for example you picked the wrong phone man I mean, but the thing is, like, I don't have an attachment. I don't. I could go. I could go to. I, I didn't have an attachment to Android because I never. I never bought anything on the Android store, right? I don't. I don't. I'm, I haven't bought anything on the uh, iPhone store, the App Store. So I'm not. I'm not. Atta- I don't care. Like, I, I was with. I had an Android phone. I barely used the phone, and I'm like, whatever. I'm gonna get an iPhone because I got a. I got a good deal on it. Like, I don't care. It, it's. It's. It's meaningless to me. I'm not attached to the stupid electronic device. <laughs> you know? Hey, electronic devices are important, bro. Yeah, and this phone will do exactly what I need it to do, you know. I think, you know, it was funny cuz they were like, "Oh, you can get a you can get an Apple Watch for $5 too <laughs> if, with this." And I'm like, "Do I need an Apple Watch though?" Like, uh and I was like, "No." And I told them, "No, I don't want no Apple Watch." Yeah, yeah, I I almost almost bought the um because I got I got a Samsung Galaxy Note right, um I I like it, it's it's a pretty good phone, um and I was thinking like shall I get even deeper into the ecosystem and get a Samsung Galaxy uh, watch because they do the watches too right? Mm-hmm. I was like no, I don't I don't need this watch for three hundred pounds. I don't need it. You know, but sometimes you just the consumer you know the consumer inside just takes over and you end up buying random stuff well that's right that's i mean that that is true like did i need the oled tv no i didn't need it do i need a new iphone no i didn't it was just like one of those things where it was just like you know what why not treat myself right like why not at least get something now or like i don't need to get a new tv in uh until you know a few years from now right uh, yeah, same thing with the phone. For you, because you're a YouTube millionaire now. Yeah, you. I would. I. I wish. I wish <laughs> I was a YouTube. I wish I was like PewDiePie or whatever. Like, PewDiePie. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's some money, but it's not like great by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but yeah, see, there's some people like Spider Man says uh, that's still an L, Rand. You know, uh, Face wants to know if I tried God of War on my OLED yet. Not yet. Not yet. I haven't loaded up my PlayStation and I haven't changed the settings for that input yet. So I haven't, uh, well, you know, PlayStation, like I don't really plan on turning it on until days gone comes out in April. So yeah, no, got delayed, got delayed. They were smart. They were like, look at all these games coming out in February. Uh, let's move to a different day. And they're like, February's packed. It is packed. It is packed. Even without that gun, it's still really packed. But um, I might turn on my PlayStation soon. Uh, one of my buddies is, he's kind of wants me to play through Bloodborne, and kind of like wants yeah, to play I through. Bought, I bought Bloodborne, the game, the game of the year edition. I think it, it was uh, it was really cheap on the PlayStation sale. PlayStation sale was really good. Like it had God of War for like twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Didn't that only just come out? Yeah. Good, good sale. Um, so I like I pretty much picked up all the you know, the, the highest rated uh, PlayStation games and stuck them in the backlog. I still haven't finished The Last of Us yet, which is depressing. Yeah, well, we'll, so, we'll talk about that in the games played thing, but, like, 
I mean, yeah, same thing. When the PlayStation has their store sales, I look for the exclusives. Like, I bought Persona 5, and I think it was on sale for 20 I bought the Yakuza games when they were cheap, the Gravity Rush games when they were cheap. Um, yeah, I, I own, like, Last Guard. I own a bunch of PlayStation games I haven't really gotten through yet, but I've gotten through the main ones. Like, I, you know, I went through the Uncharted games. I went through Last of Us, God of War, Spider-Man and stuff. Um, Until Dawn, Order 1886. Um, there, I do want to play the Ratchet and Clank game. That game looks really cool, but I'll, I'll get to them at some point. It's just there's just so much stuff. There's just so many games coming out. It's hard to it's hard to go back and play something else. You know, it's just like, and I know people are going to be like, "Well, you do is play PUBG," and it's just like, yeah, but I <laughs> play PUBG. Thing, that's the thing, though. It's like when when you've got like a base multiplayer game, and that's like your go to multiplayer game. It's it's different from your single player games. I feel like when you're playing a single-player story-based game, it's more like you're more involved, you're thinking about it more. It's it's like it's more of a commitment to just jumping on, I don't know, an online game with your friends and you know, smashing out a few kills. Do you know what I mean? It's well, it's, it's more meditative. Well, the thing is, it's 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 true, and and you know, my friends do all like, oh, PUBG, and it's like, yeah, but for the most part, it's because there's no games out. Like all the new, like as soon as Resident Evil comes out, it's it, it's no more PUBG. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like I'll be playing Resident Evil, and then I'll be playing Kingdom Hearts, and then it'll just be one thing right into the next, and I won't have time to play PUBG. But that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of how I. I'm so so ready for Resident Evil. Yeah, Face says I should give Horizon Zero Dawn another chance. I probably will. I, I just I was really wasn't in an open world mood, but you know after. You know, Red Red Dead and Assassin's Creed. It's like, hey, like, <laughs> I think uh, I think I might want to try out Horizon Zero Dawn because the game did look uh, phenomenal. So, um, yeah. So before we, you know, start the show proper, um, if you guys would, you know, hit that like button already if you're enjoying uh, the content. Um, you know, I see we have like 326 people in there. Smash that like button. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. And uh, share this out on Twitter. I uh, appreciate that. And um, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. We're going to go through Xbox in 2019, the games that are coming out, uh, give our you know predictions on how well they're going to do, and just talk about certain things that we might think Xbox will do this year, kind of maybe a prediction thing. Um, we'll talk. So we'll talk about that. Bungie and Activision had this, uh, well... <laughs> They had a divorce, and Bungie got to keep the kid. Um, so we'll, <laughs> wow, what an analogy! I mean, it's true, it's true, right? So we'll talk about that, and um, uh, you know, there's there's a call f- for whatever reason. It's I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because Microsoft started buying studios, but everyone's just like, Phil, make the call, pick up that green phone, make the call over to Bungie headquarters, <laughs> and be phone. like, like yeah. the bat phone, but with an Xbox phone. <laughs> It's like, hey, uh, you want to come back to Microsoft? <laughs> so we'll talk about that and the possibility, which is zero, but still I feel <laughs> we need to mention. Talk about that. Division, like kind of big news. Like Epic Games is really freaking stepping it up in competition yeah, with, with Steam. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of getting insane. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the the rumors, uh, you know, because I know a lot of people, you know, find the channel 
uh, and are new to the podcast or whatever. And Jez will just lay out like, Hey, these are the current things we know about Xbox for next gen kind of in one place. Um, Gears tactics kind of confirmed for Xbox one and then not confirmed. We'll all talk about that. Of course you guys can chat away, give your own topics that we might pick. And uh, yeah, so let's get into the show proper. Um, thank you guys for watching here on YouTube live. And if you're checking the show out later on iTunes and Google play or anywhere else, we appreciate you. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, two weeks away, Jez, I know you played some games, I did. but if it's fallout 76, please keep it short. We don't want to, <laughs> uh, chase anybody away just yet. <laughs> uh, well, so. I, yeah, fallout 76. I'm not going to talk anymore about it, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I can't get enough of it, man. I'm getting near to the end of the story, which has turned into sort of murder mystery, government conspiracy, corporate corruption sort of overarching thing. I was really impressed, actually, by the way, that a character from Fallout 1 is actually makes an appearance, well, via holotype. But it's like the first time he's been given a voice I won't spoil who it is if there's any hardcore Fallout people in the game. But I just thought it was a nice, it was a nice touch, you know, um, to get some further context and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, more Fallout 76, you know, working through the bugs and stuff like that. I just want to get through to the end of it so I can move on to Resident Evil when that comes out. Yes. Um, other than that, I've just been playing like because I was so busy. I've just been playing games that I can jump on and off quickly. I did play through loads more of the uh, The Last of Us. Got to, um, I've just got to no spoilers, but I just got to the university. You know, oh, yes, I know exactly where you're at. Yes, <clears throat> yeah. So I just got to the university. I've uh, been working through that when I when I can get like peace and quiet. When I don't have peace and quiet, I've been playing Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft. <laughs> even though, even though, like. I, I deleted the Blizzard launcher when I was angry about them shutting down Hero. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the whole Activision thing later, but I deleted the Battle.net launcher when I was mad about them shutting down Heroes of Storm esports. But then installed it again a few weeks later, well, a few days later, got back on that Heroes of Storm train. Uh, uh, what else have we been playing? Yeah, just the usual. I used I often just go back to games that I just really enjoy. Like I'm playing Frostpunk again because Frostpunk added an endless mode to its. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So Frostpunk has this endless mode now, which is really fun, really, really hard on normal difficulty. Um. Uh, God, I'm not sure, man. I was playing a bunch of those sort of survivally type games because it. You know, it's winter, you know? Yeah, it's winter. Play, play winter you wanna, when it's yeah. cold. So basically, like me, you didn't really play that much. You basically went back to Fallout, tried out some other games. Um, yeah, just the, the multiplayer games that I always play, Overwatch. Yeah. Well, there was cold. nothing new that really came out. I mean, same thing. I played PUBG a lot. Uh, you know, I went back and did some stuff in Assassin's Creed and marveled at how the game looked on the OLED. Um, I no, played... I I thought I would be like spending a lot of time in Ashen and below, but I just haven't. Ashen's Ashen's good. I, I really enjoyed Ashen uh, because of the co-op. And my buddy, my buddy who I played Ashen with, wants me to play Bloodborne 
on the PlayStation and he wants to play with me in co-op because I guess you can kind of co-op sim- similarly to how you can on Ashen. So I was like, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Um, I also played Absolver, which just launched on Xbox oh, Game yeah. Pass. I just I just downloaded that. Um, I'm, you know, I've slapped that in the backlog too. Was that any good? Have you it's, tried that? It, it's good. It's just really short. I beat the campaign in three hours. Oh really? Is it a I mean, multiplayer game or am well, I that's, so that's the thing. So it's like it's it's basically the whole campaign is like a tutorial for the real game, which is the PvP. You got like one v one, you have three v threes. Um it's it's a fighting game. Uh it's a very unique fighting game. Reminds me a lot of For Honor. I mean it's definitely like, like not like Street Fighter or anything like that. And Axel asked in chat, is a Zalver an easy thousand? No. You gotta grind in that game. I think it's like an eighty hour completion. Um, I did enjoy it, but man, it's so short. Like I went through the campaign, which you can play in co-op or with other people. Uh, and, uh, it was just, it was, it's, it was over before it began, I guess. It was just like, uh, <laughs> like, okay, I'm done. I went online and I won like my first three matches, kicked those dudes asses. And then I got my ass kicked and it, it's kind of fun, but it was like, all right, well, I didn't buy the game. Right. Cause I have game pass and this is like, Game Pass is great because it's like, well, I didn't spend thirty dollars on Absolver. I played it for six hours, and I'm never going to play it again. I was like, all right, cool, thanks. I love Game Pass for that. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Game Pass had a pretty, uh, pretty solid year, Jazz. You know, like, <laughs> and oh, it yeah. seems like it's getting better. Speaking of that, and I wanted to kind of compare the two really quickly because I didn't make this video because I didn't know how to frame it well right <sighs> so you saw playstation drop a whole bunch of info right uh which info are we referring to well first shout out to michael johnson for the super chat he says for the love of god ran play bloodborne it's the best game of the generation hell i'll call up with you i know people tell me to play bloodborne all the time i might be able to get to it ton of games but so playstation and I know we are an Xbox podcast is the name of the show and we talk about everything, but and I, I wanted to bring this up in relation to Xbox because I'd find it funny. So they announced that they sold 91.6 PlayStations, right? Life to date at CES, which is uh, a lot, right? That's I mean, a lot. That That's a ton, right? It's the, it's their second, third best selling system ever. It just passed the PlayStation three, uh, it's going to pass PlayStation 1 next year sometime. Obviously, I don't think it'll touch the PlayStation 2's 155 million. Doing extremely well. But other than that, they also said, hey, Spider-Man sold 9 million copies in two and a half months, Jez. So, like, exclusive sell consoles and exclusive, you know, good, great exclusives, you know, they market properly, sell a ton of, ton of, ton of copies. No surprise there. And then they kind of I know it's not a shot at Microsoft, but they were like, oh, we have 90 million PSN users. uh, Monthly PSN users. And I was like, wow, 90 million PS. That's usually like a Microsoft metric. Microsoft loves talking about MAUs, right? Which I think the last time they said anything was 58 million, I believe. Like, okay, PlayStation's really, I mean, they're number one, so no surprise. But the funny thing was the day, the next day, I don't know if you saw this, they put out an article on Xbox Newswire where it was like Xbox had a banner year. Did you, did you see this? 
yes, I didn't read it though, but I saw that they posted something about it. So they had a banner year. Things because it's like, who cares? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, it's like, so the so the article talked about how Game Pass grew and evolved, right? It talked about how Mixer grew. It talked about, um, you know, the the games that they released, but like more in like how many players they had. You know, not any sa- Well, we know Microsoft isn't going to release any sales figures or whatever. But it was just like a stark contrast between the two companies. What one just one just dropping straight facts. Here's what here's our here's you know how many systems we sold. Here's how many like, games we've sold. Microsoft puts spins on everything. No, I'm not. Well, they they do. I'm just. It's just. It it just highlights Microsoft's more because of the comparison to PlayStation. Like. Mm. They PlayStation says one thing the day before, and then Microsoft can't say anything about their sales because they're not as good. So it's like, what can they say? It's like, okay, well, we could talk about Game Pass, which is great, and I love Game Pass. And we can talk about how many users we had in the first week of Sea of Thieves. Cool. <laughs> but like... It's almost—I don't know. It, in, in comparison, it just—it it makes Xbox look worse than it really is. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I get what you mean. I let's say that's why I don't read them because they're a bit depressing. You know, it's kind of like—it's like first of all, you can talk about monthly active users. We have no idea how they measure that. We've talked about that on a previous show. We have no idea how they measure a monthly active user. Is it like someone who's logged on in the last six months, the last five days? They don't release that information. As such, the metric is kind of useless, right? So I don't really pay attention to that because we don't have we don't have hard information about what that means, you know. As such, um, it's like you say, it's a bit sad when they <laughs> they have to draw these that they do the comparisons when it comes to PlayStation because. You can say you can say to someone, "Well, Game Pass is a better business model than than Spider Man." I mean, you you could like I'm not I'm not saying it is, by the way. I'm just saying like you could there are, there are arguments to be made that Game Pass increases engagement, blah blah blah, which increases upsell on other services, blah blah blah, which has better margins than funding a full blown game, blah 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 blah. You could you could make those business case arguments, but nobody reading that Xbox Wire post really cares about that. Yeah, and, exactly. And um, so, like, if Xbox Wire is supposed to be for fans, then I'm not sure what use MAUs and all that stuff is. If it's supposed well, to be MAU, for- I mean, MAU, monthly active user. I mean, that's just obviously month to month. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. But, but I mean, I'm, like, I'm like, I, like, I know for a fact when you use the Xbox app, you are counted as monthly active user. So you don't even have to turn on your Xbox. You just got to open up that app. And you're counted as a user. Um, I would assume if you open up the app on your iPhone, you're counted. But I would also assume that's the same thing for PlayStation. You know, you turn on your PlayStation, your PlayStation Three, you access the app on the on the website or whatever. Any of the other things, I would imagine those also count as well. Uh, I, I don't think you need to. I'm pretty sure you don't need to make a purchase to be considered a user. Um, but anyways, I just. I wanted to make a video, but I didn't like know how to present because the the Xbox like banner year thing was just like it's so weird. It's like they say they have a banner year, but like they don't 
when you talk about game pass and stuff and uh, i just was like uh eh, maybe i'll just save this for the podcast and me and jez can talk about it but um yeah so like moving on from that dude 2019 jez like we are really getting it's two weeks away from the start of it are you starting to like sweat how you guys are going to be covering games at windows central with the absolute vast dearth of titles that are releasing no, really I, quickly I've, I've already given up actually and i'll tell you why it's because we've got a massive company conference at the start of february so that's gonna reduce the amount of staff i've got by a huge amount um and it's kind of like well i'm not gonna be able to cover everything so i'm not even gonna try <laughs> it's gonna be pretty hard to to keep up, up to scratch with everything i've got plans for crackdown Metro mm-hmm. and Resident Evil, but oh yes, Metro. Oh man, getting far, fitting in Far Cry. I don't know if that's gonna. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly think these first three months—January, February, March—are more packed than September, October, November were. Yeah, they kind of are, and it, they actually might have better games. And I know a lot of people were like, "What?" You know, but you think about like what came out last year that really like turn people's heads. It's like red dead redemption Two, which there is this weird, like uh, undercurrent recently. That's like, by the way, did you know red, red dead redemption two is the biggest pile of garbage ever to come out in the history of garbage. Right. Like what? Oh yeah. There's tons because, because of the, the way the controls are, uh, <laughs> oh, tons of people. Like my timeline is filled with people that hate on red dead redemption Two. like filled to the brim. Yeah. Right, which hey, you're entitled to your opinion. You don't like Red Dead Redemption Two? I mean, go right ahead. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. But it's this weird. I don't know. I noticed like a movement. Suddenly, like one person doesn't like Red Dead, and then like the rest of the people don't like Red Dead. It was like that with Witcher, though. You still get these people say, "Oh, Witcher had terrible combat, man." It's like, nah, it didn't though. Didn't have terrible combat. So other than that, though, like half in the Witcher, ego didn't have terrible combat. Other than that, though, like uh, the only other were, like really solid game that came out, like Forza Horizon Four is always solid, the racing game, um, and I would say it's Spider Man. But like I look at like I look at hey, this. You're, you're missing game of the year 2018. Man. Fa- nobody cares about Fallout 76 <laughs> besides you. Um, and then I look at like this upcoming three months, and it's like Red Dead, or, like <laughs> Red Dead, Resident Evil Two, right? Kingdom Hearts Three. Right, uh, Metro. I know Far Cry is not going to really do much for a lot of people. Uh, Anthem, Devil May Cry Five, Division Two, Sekiro. Like there seems to be more high quality titles rather than just like one big one or two big ones. Right? Like I, I'm going to be. I don't know how the hell I'm going to play all these games. Like I, I'm. I like I want to play all of them. The yeah. only one, you know what I mean? Like I am going to play Resident Evil and Kingdom Hearts and Far Cry and Crackdown and Metro and Anthem and like everything. And it's just like I don't know how I'm going to find the time to do all of that, let alone the money to do all. Well, of you, that. you're gonna you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to admit some, right? If you're no, gonna I'm, admit some, well, you you seriously can find time to play all of those. I, I, I don't, that's I the thing. I don't know if I, I can. know I can't. I, I don't know if I can. I, I mean. I, I maybe I'll have to, and I guess like if I had to pick ones to get rid of, I guess Far Cry New Dawn 
would be one I that like okay that maybe is on the back burner because uh, I want to see how Crackdown. I want to see what what ha- crack, five years in development. Need to see what happened with Crackdown. I do love Crackdown one. Got to play it. Uh, Metro playing that day one. I need. I love Metro. Um. Yeah, like if, I, if one game does get thrown aside, it's definitely Far Cry. And that's a shame because I love Far Cry Five and I love the Far Cry franchise. You know, so it's just it, and then like something like you could pick up during a, a down down sort of period. Like I've yeah. got I've got to play Metro Resident Evil and probably Anthem as well. Um, Crackdown. Eh, eh, eh. Okay, now I want to talk a little bit here about Forza Horizon Four because I recall a tweet. That happened over the holidays that we didn't get to talk about. It was from Mike Ybarra. Well, Mike Ybarra had a whole bunch of tweets that made a whole bunch of people mad, but this one, this one's, this one's about Forza Horizon 4. Um, he said, remember he said something along the lines of like, how come Forza Horizon 4 isn't up for more awards for game of the year? Mm. And, I want to ask you, why do you think that is? Because I have an answer to the question, or at least why I think so. So, but I'm going to ask you, like, what do you, why do you think a lot of reviewers out there uh, don't, or why does Forza Horizon 4 not get the credit that, you know, a lot of people think it deserves in the end of the year discussions? It's a racing game. It's a racing game. Short and sweet, right? Just, it's just a racing game. It doesn't create, a sort of you don't get a personal attachment to a racing game because there's no characters, and I'm not saying that's there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying like the way the human brain works. Like for example, I've I've spoken to you before about us doing the podcast on on camera, right? Because mm-hmm. the way the human brain works is that people people engage better with faces, right? You can't engage with a car the same way you can engage with someone's face. So until Forza has characters and stuff, it's not gonna really, it's not gonna really get that sort of recognition that it probably does deserve. In the same way, like they could have the FIFA, the next FIFA could be the best football game ever made, ever, ever made. But it's a football game, you know. And yeah, it's it's got the real life footballers in, but it's still. Football game, you know, it's not like there's a story, there's not like a, there's no drama or narrative or anything like that. See, so Axel one three two four says he disagrees because Gran Turismo won Game of the Year back in the PS one days, which oh well, that was the PS one days. I was gonna say like narrative heavy games really didn't exist back then. But I, I, how do you make how do you make a narrative? I mean. I I engaged with games back then, like Final Fantasy VII. Honestly, to this day, I don't think I've really been more moved by a story. And maybe it's part of it is because I was so young as well. I was like I was like eleven or something, maybe. And also, I had no spoilers. I had no idea what was going on with the game. It was all it was all new to me. Um, you know, I don't think Final Fantasy VII had such a huge impact on me, even though it was like terrible graphics and blocky characters. But things were different back then. You know, I don't know. See, I agree with you. Maybe, maybe the, it is. I mean, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying like it's human nature. You know. Yeah. Well, I agree with you that the reason Forza doesn't get its just desserts, 
even though it's an amazing franchise and it's highly rated, like 92 on Metacritic, uh, just two points below Game of the Year God of War, right? Um, it doesn't get its just rewards because there is no emotional attachment to the to the game. Unlike God of War or Red Dead or Assassin's Creed or any of those other games that were nominated. There is that sense, and trust me, I fight it too because I also think like that. It's just like, well, Forza is just a racing game after all. I'm not and, and it's weird because like I know there's a lot of craftsmanship that goes into making a racing game. And if making racing games were easy, everybody would make great racing games. We know not everybody can. We've seen Ubisoft try with the crew and those games are horrible, right? We've seen recent needs for speeds and those games are bad. So we know it takes a great studio to make these great games and not, you know, making racing games isn't some super easy thing. The truth is it isn't fair, you know, and that is the truth. You know, I, 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 I mean, we did our game end of the year game awards too, and I don't think I don't think we gave Forza. I don't think we gave Forza. Thinking about it, we had a big discussion amongst the team about what game should win what. Uh, we gave Sea of Thieves one for Art Direction, and you know, and then you had like your obvious stuff like Red Dead, obviously winning that sort of stuff. Yeah, but like, so it it really comes down to it's just a racing game. Even though it's not, it's not fair. It's not. It, it, isn't it, it isn't. It isn't really fair. But it has no story. There are no characters, so people don't get that attachment like they do to Kratos or to Arthur Morgan or to Cassandra or to Marcus or to Master Chief or anybody else in any of these other games. That's where. That's honestly where Forza needs to go next. It needs to have a narrative. That's where it needs that's, to go. That's next. a little tricky. That's a trick. Tr- I mean, that's, Need, that's Need for tricky, Speed. Man. Need for Speed's tried to do that. They've tried to have narratives in their games, and it's just horrible. Like, so, like, I don't know. I, that, that'd be extremely difficult to do. It would, I, but I think that's that's where it has to go, right? Like, if you get the same game year in year out, and it's just a different setting. Yeah, maybe maybe it does sell. Maybe that's all people racing fans want, but. At the same time, I don't think that's how you grow a franchise. And I think that's why Assassin's Creed, they started breaking out their own formula, going down the RPG route and stuff like that, you know? I think, like, maybe it's time racing games evolve in the same way, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe there could be a thousand reasons why it's a bad idea, you know? But I think something has to be done. I don't know. I don't know what can be done. I don't know what they can change. But it's it's like the um it's like the whole Oscars argument, right? They they always say um an uh a movie that wins an Oscar has to be a specific type of movie. It's almost yeah. like to win a to win a like FIFA's never gonna win a game of the year award. Ever. It's like it has to be a specific type of game to win that award. That is, that is true, but you what you know what, briefly since we mentioned the Mike Barr thing, let's just talk about his tweets. Let's just talk about the <laughs> tweets that really made people what, his general his general tweets. I mean, he tweets and people get upset. That's just I don't know, and 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 uh, like I'm sure Mike finds it incredibly amusing, you know. Uh, but he He's he said he said like he got called out for console warring because of that tweet uh, where he went to a GameStop 
And, you know, he had an Xbox t-shirt on the play and the cash register person was like, Oh, Xbox person. Yeah. Oh, I'm a PlayStation person. Mike's like, we all make mistakes, which I thought was funny. Right. Um, I, mean, I, I literally just said that to you about the iPhone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, and then like, you know, it started to get a little more thing where then, then you get a little more like digging it in there. Cause somebody, I think it was Alex said something like, and things that didn't happen, which who knows this whole, that whole thing may not have happened, but he said, uh, yeah, you're right. I should have told her have fun at E3, which whew, shots. Uh, that's, that's definitely a shot at Sony for pulling out of E3. And okay. Let, let me ask you this question though, because I, I, that stuff's funny to me. Um, like when Sony, like when Sony did the share video back in 2013, it's funny. It was also brilliant, right? Um, when Sony was, you know, talking about 1080p, uh, they were just talking about a competitive advantage they had over, like, I, I find that stuff more as just marketing. This, yeah, I guess you could argue Yabara's thing isn't really marketing. It's just kind of like taking a shot at Sony, which they tend to do time to time. But the interesting thing here is, so you have Mike doing this, but, and people are like, you know, like, like oh look at Mike att- going after her or whatever like yeah Mike Xbox forever woohoo right like getting and like and, but then like the week before Polygon tweets uh you know my anaconda don't want none if you don't got games oh, yeah, son yeah yeah which is it's okay it's a bad joke because it's an easy joke right and people especially Xbox fans got so in their feelings on that one. You're like, how could you do this? Well, the thing is, it's you like, know, with, like with Mike. It's kind of like, yeah, okay. He wor- he works for Xbox, and Xbox is his baby and stuff. But with Polygon, aren't they supposed to be? Okay, that's that's the thing you bring up. Shady, Shady says Polygon is supposed to be neutral media site. Mike and Xbox exact. They're not the same thing. Newf Newcomb says Polygon's supposed <laughs> to be impartial. I mean, what, blog bloggers have bias. You know, you get you you get your right wing media outlets. Fox News, and you get your left-wing media outlets like CNN, and then they have their bias. And uh, but the thing is, like people, people hope that there there isn't like bias when it comes to you know. I think like Fo- Fox News doesn't hide what it is, you know, and neither does CNN, I guess, to some degree. But like when you get outlets like the BBC, for example, the BBC is supposed to be non-biased. It's like in their constitution, present both sides of the argument, blah, blah, blah. So when, like, when you get a perception of BBC being biased, people get mad. People get mad and they complain to Ofcom, the UK media regulator. You know? So, I don't know, Polygon doesn't present itself as a website that is inherently PlayStation skewed. So I can kind of understand why people might have taken exception with that. But... Look, I, but the thing is, like, I don't really have, I don't, I don't have a problem with either. Like, I just thought, I thought the the polygon thing was just, it was dumb because the joke's dumb because it's the easiest. Like, yeah. like I, I told I don't the have story, a problem with it. I can just see why people were mad. But I didn't even have a problem with IGN's whole God of War thing. Remember when they had God of War on the one side and the and it was like PlayStation and the black image on the right side? Yeah, like I thought that was. I thought that was just funny and tongue tongue in cheek. Like I I don't know. Like maybe uh, the is, they never they never do that for the other side. You see you them never... doing that for Xbox? Does Xbox have anything where they could do something for for that though? 
Well, I guess not. But did they do it back in the day? With, with, with like, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember. Fallout, Fallout Three didn't have any DLC on PS3 and stuff like that. They, I think they might have. I think they might. Have. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Um, that is a good question. Does anybody know? I know. I know the PS3 was the laughing stock of the games media for quite some time during you know the early PS3 era. Uh, a lot of websites did give them crap. I just, it's been like, what, a long time? Um, you know, and uh, since then, so I, I'm not really sure. I just, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I just, I don't really get upset about any of this stuff. You know, I, that's just me though. Uh, other people, you know, they, they, they get really upset. Um, people get upset. I, you know what I looked at more at the mic thing about was like, was he goes to a store to buy something and the cashier like interjects her opinion on something like, listen, I don't want your opinion on something, you know, like I've gone to GameStop and they're like, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I want this for Xbox. And they've said to me, well, why not PlayStation? How about why not shut the fuck up? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I thought it was more that uh, like a, a, like a topic on that nature. Like, why are you giving your opinion about anything? I'm here to buy a product, and why are you inserting your commentary on it? Maybe this is one of the reasons why GameStop's dying, but, like, literally, one of the last times I went to GameStop, and I was like, I want... forget what game it was. And they were, they were like, uh, why not on PlayStation? Like, does it matter? Like, because I want it on Xbox. Like, you know what I mean? I, I can't even remember the last time I went to a game shop to buy something. Yeah, so it's like I, I thought Mike was more like kind of like you know talking about like oh like these people sticking their nose like who like oh Xbox person yeah what of it you know like and it was you know, whatever either way like I, I know that was like a big thing so um I I know people I guess people like kind of expect like expect well the thing is like a lot of people assume like say now like the xbox execs delve into the console war you know with the resolution list and stuff it's it's a bad example and it 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 encourages the toxic toxic elements you know the toxic elements that's the topic of so many uh you know it's it's funny you know polygon how many articles polygon write about toxic gamers blah blah blah, toxic gamers oh yeah the oh dude that is the one thing i can't stand from them the entitled gamer bullshit like yeah and then they're like oh Oh, Xbox doesn't have enough games. Look, yeah. I don't read anything from IGN. I don't read anything from Polygon. I don't read anything from any of these websites because I think they're irrelevant. Uh, they don't really like, and and some some might give me crap here, but the one guy who I will read stuff from is Jason Schreer, because Jason Schreer does really good investigative reporting on things. Uh, so I like when he does things like that, like. They don't do any of that stuff at IGN. They don't do any of that stuff at they Polygon. Do, IGN unfiltered. That's like the definition of investigation. You mean you mean like like the podcast? Oh, like, like the podcast? IGN unfiltered with Ryan McCaffrey. Yeah, so you're talking about the podcast. That's not that's podcast unlocked. So IGN but, unfiltered you, is something but IGN unfiltered is something with Ryan McCaffrey, right? Yes. And it's a in podcast form? It's a video form. Okay, so I mean that I'm not uh, when I mean IGN, I mean the website. Oh, you mean the, the written articles? Yeah, like right. I there's nothing of val- Like that's the thing. Like if these sites went down tomorrow, nothing of value would be lost. 
You know what I mean? That's just my take on it. And it's not me saying like, you should get your news and your opinions from me as a YouTuber. (laughs) I just don't, I look at that stuff and I just, most of the time it's just, it's, it's garbage. Right. So I don't know. I, I stopped using, I stopped going to the big websites and, you know, I like I like getting information, you know, f- and opinions from people I like, like Easy Allies, you know, the people who did game trailers. They're really cool. Like, yeah, I watch, you know, kind of funny. I like Greg Miller. I even yeah. like, um, you know, uh, who's I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, Colin Moriarty. Yeah, I, I'll I'll watch Jim Jim Quisition because I like Jim Sterling. Even I don't always agree with everything they say. I really like Skill Up. You know, I have my YouTubers that I go to for information on how they break things down, and I rarely ever go to a website, uh, a gaming website, to get my news. I might source them because people, for whatever reason, if it's on IGN, it means it's more true or something, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not one for really gaming websites and stuff. But well, thanks, bunch. Ryan. I mean, I read Windows Central. <laughs> I'm just saying. And uh, speaking of Windows Central, you guys had an interesting article this this past week about the Xbox Razor. I figure we'll cover that real quickly. The Razor turret? You mean that? The thing? Razor turret, I yes. The, the I keyboard. Yes, yes. I know you always I get leaked. happy. Uh, you always Over get happy year. when something. Almost a year ago. Almost yeah. a year ago, I liked that. Um, so they unveiled it at CES, right? This uh, keyboard looks kind of cool. It's got a magnetic strip for the, you know, the mouse. I still don't understand why you'd want to use keyboard and mouse on the Xbox anyways. At that point, why not just play it on the PC? I guess the answer to that question would be like, well, some some people ran don't have their PCs hooked up to their OLEDs. Understandable. I, having an OLED, I would agree. Like, okay, yeah, you know, like the OLEDs are pretty sweet, and if you don't have that as your monitor, yeah, okay. But either way, the big news out of this isn't that it's coming, which we've known. Isn't that it's 250 bucks, which is in line with the pricing of the rest of their products. Is it? It's that they kind of leaked some titles getting keyboard and mouse support. Mainly Gears Tactics was listed on the website as supported by, Mm. uh, you know, keyboard and mouse. But the thing is, okay, uh, Gears Tactics is only a PC exclusive right now. Hasn't been announced for Xbox yet. Now, I don't think Razer just made that stuff up. They were sent the information by Xbox through a PR company, probably detailing all the games they're going to use it. And they realized their mistake. They've been testing it themselves, man. Yeah. They realized their mistake and realized, uh oh, we just told the world that Gears Tactics is coming to Xbox. Now, I've heard for a long time since it was revealed at E3, don't worry, Rand, it's coming to Xbox. Jazz, do you have something to say about Gears Tactics? I mean,. I've heard the same. I've heard that it's coming to Xbox. Yeah. From multiple people. Multiple. I, I've heard from multiple people as well that Gears is coming to Xbox. Um, and this thing was just one of the, it was just, oh, oops, we didn't look over the information carefully enough. So I know there's a lot of fans out there. I asked, yes, um, I asked, I asked Xbox PR for a statement and they didn't even reply, which usually says to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't even bother replying. Yeah, so that pretty much means it's it's more than likely going to be true. Um, which, n- no surprise, really. Um, I just do wonder if the game's also going to support regular controller, which I don't see why it wouldn't, considering it's an XCOM game, right? Those use controllers and 
uh, how Mutant Year Zero, which is a, an XCOM-like game, just released on the Xbox in December. Um, I, I guess I'm more curious if it's going to launch day and date with the P- PC version and when it's even coming out. Like, have they given a year yet? I mean, we know Gears Five is 2019, but we don't know anything about Gears Tactics, right? Have they set a date yet? I would assume all three of these games are coming out this year, right? The Gears Five, Gears Tactics, and Gears Pop, right, Jez? I assume so. Um, I don't think that they haven't committed to anything hard, have they? Yeah, well, the, the only one I've seen that has a date is, and maybe I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I've seen everything, but the only one that I've seen that has a date is Gears 5. And Sam Tolbert in chat says, here's the thing I don't get. Why would they bother to act all secretive about Gears Tactics coming to Xbox? It seems like a no-brainer. I don't understand it either, Sam. It's, from what I've heard, it's to do with wanting to have PC-centric messaging for the game. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but I don't get it either because it's not like XCOM is the hardcore... When I think of XCOM, I don't think hardcore PC game, even though it is it is a strategy game, but it's not like you need a mouse and keyboard to play it because it's bloody turn-based. You can play it with a touchscreen and it, it'd handle fine because it's turn-based. You know? mm-hmm. So... I don't understand why they want to go with that way. It might just be a case of um, because they don't want people to complain that uh, the Xbox version is coming later or something because maybe they just, maybe the the team, they've splash damage, right? Maybe they just don't have the, yeah, maybe they don't just, maybe they just don't have the, the people to make both versions of the game for launch, but isn't that the whole point of UWP? You know, I I don't I don't get it either fully. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just like an experiment. You know, Microsoft experiments all the time, and Gears Tactics isn't going to be on the. It's not going to be on Steam, right? So uh, we don't. I don't know. It, it's it, not. I mean, not at launch, like obviously, but I mean, eventually down the road. I mean. Well, no, no, actually, all the other games games haven't, so no. Yeah, I, like, I, 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 heard, I originally heard Halo Wars 2 was coming to Steam, but it, it never did. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just because Halo Wars 1, because they released Halo Wars 1 on Steam, right? And maybe it, don't, maybe it didn't perform that well, and they just thought, eh, let's not bother with Halo Wars 2. It's going to uh, be interesting like it, it, if they start, if they actually let keyboard and mouse games only on Xbox. Like, how do you message that? How do you make sure someone bu- doesn't buy it digitally and then, like, complain when they, you know, can't play it or whatever or don't want to play it? I-, I I do wonder if that's a thing. But it wasn't only just Gears Tactics. It was also some listings for a couple other games, like PUBG, for instance. Like, PUBG had support for keyboard and mouse, which hasn't been announced. And this concerns me a little bit. And th- this is coming from a person who knows exactly when I say exactly, I I'm, I know what Microsoft is doing with keyboard and mouse. They, they're leaving it up for the developer. A lot of the concerns of like, I don't want to get matched up with, you know, controller versus, you know, like keyboard and mouse or whatever. Like a lot of those fears are unfounded. Right. But th- like, for instance, Fortnite, Fortnite, you can use your keyboard and mouse on right now. It detects your input. If you're playing on keyboard and mouse, it matches you with keyboard and mouse. If you're playing with a controller, it matches you with people with controller. The thing with PUBG is that there's no crossplay with the PC yet. So if you're introducing the keyboard and mouse thing to PUBG, 
are you only going to be matchmaking Xbox players who use keyboard and mouse with other Xbox players who use keyboard and mouse, which seems like an incredibly small pool of people to match up against, or are you actually going to integrate them in the matchmaking pool with regular players? And I know it's up to the developers and all that stuff, but unless they open up crossplay to PC and those Xbox players with those keyboards and mouse actually starts matchmaking with the PC people, I'd be a little bit concerned about PUBG. Do you see what I'm saying, Jez? I see completely what you're saying, but it's like, again, it's, it's all experimentation. It's like, a scenario A is basically that it doesn't have crossplay, right? Presumably, maybe it will have crossplay because, like you say, the pe- the amount of people playing Xbox with mouse and keyboard is going to be minuscule. It's going to be bloody tiny. So if if they have a separate pool for mouse and keyboard on Xbox, those matchmaking times are going to be long because PUBG matches require hundred people. Yep, 100 people. So I would assume that if it really is true, and I suppose this is why they, they wanted to say, no, it's not coming, is probably because they're still working out all the details. But the thing um, is, like, we know it. Like, it, it's not... The thing is, Razer didn't just make this stuff up. They were m- more than likely sent this information, right? We both can agree on that? Yes. So somebody told them at Xbox or in a PR agency that PUBG is going to get supported by keyboard and mouse, and they added it. So maybe they just haven't announced the crossplay with PC yet, which if they do, fine, that's great, because then I won't have to worry about guys with PC, keyboard and mouse and Xbox matching up with me, because they can just match up with the PC. So I guess I guess my fears, I, I guess I'll just have to hold back on my fears until that point. So well, I, I, They're not going to put keyboard and mouse against controllers no way yeah well you never know i mean they do that in sea thieves (laughs) every single day on twitter i see people complaining about or people adding like you know phil spencer and saying hey you know like sea thieves like there's a a very uh uh, much an advantage of playing on pc versus uh console and that they like you can opt out of cross-play and gears and certain playlists and stuff but like crossplay is mandatory, or at least like you don't know if you're playing against a PC person or an Xbox person. You do um, from how bloody fast that turns. Well, it's not rough. Right, I, I understand that, but like, there's no option for you to turn that off. No, there which I think there needs to be. Like, there needs to be an option in all these games that if there's a keyboard and mouse thing versus Xbox, you should be able to press a button click a thing and be like, I don't want to be matched against keyboard and mouse people. I don't want to be matched against PC people or Xbox keyboard, keyboard and mouse. I mean, there is an argument to be made. Hey, I pay for Xbox Live. Why am I getting matched up with people who don't? Yep, I agree with that too. Like, and I understand, like, the, 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 the reasoning is, well, there's probably not enough people on PC to have their own, you know, full servers and stuff. Fine, I get that. But you know what? Too bad, so sad. You know what? Maybe if you had been supporting the PC for the last 10 years, instead of fucking shit up, you wouldn't have this problem. I I, I don't know. Am, am I wrong, Jez? No, you're not wrong. I mean, 
it's 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 a tough one because PC is not subsidized. Xbox Live Gold is the reason why Xbox consoles can be so cheap because they're getting you on the upsell, and that's why it's a successful business. If they weren't if they weren't selling that to you, it wouldn't be anywhere near as successful, you know. Whereas like PC, you're paying a premium upfront cost for that stuff, and it's not subsidized, which is why it's more expensive. Um, yeah. But you can't really say that to a regular consumer because you're asking them to sort of, you know, <laughs> you're asking them to sort of take an interest in the whole, the the business aspects of running a console business. And that's just like, well, so it is, there are, it's the, that's the thing though. Nobody's really, nobody's really tried anything like this before at scale. And Microsoft, it's Microsoft sort of dipping their toes into uncharted waters, so to speak. And like, yeah, people are complaining about Sea of Thieves cross cross play and stuff like that. But I've heard Rare have come back to me and basically said, I've spoke to Rare about this, people at Rare, and they've come back to me and said, well, our telemetry says that keyboard and mouse players only have a 2%, 2 advantage. Um, 2% advantage. <laughs> yeah, it, seriously, that figure was given to me. Now, that figure was given to me before they unlocked the weapons from... Um, because when Sea of Thieves first came out, when you aimed down sights with a mouse, it sort of locked how fast you could turn. But they removed that. So you can you can do you can, you can do 360 no-scopes on, on Sea of Thieves on PC now, I, I do believe. No, you can turn up your sensitivity as hard as you like. Use a, a million DPI mouse and do 1080 no scopes from the top of a crow's nest if you if you so if you're so inclined. Um I've definitely been killed by PC players while playing Sea of Thieves. And it it's annoying, you know. Yeah. And like when you're playing Call of Duty or Overwatch too, you can tell when when you're playing Call of Duty and there's someone there's someone in the match with like fifty kills, it's because they're using the keyboard and mouse. Or using yeah. one of those um Zim things, XIM keyboard and mouse converters, and that you know they're running around turning really quick without sacrificing aiming accuracy, and they're just going around you know playing whack a mole. You know when 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 you can like spin around someone really quick with a mouse, it's it's such a huge advantage. People don't realize, you know. Yeah, exactly. And shout out to Stephen Sullivan for the super chat. He says, "Hey man, I'm the guy on Twitter asking about Banjo for Smash. Thanks a bunch." Yeah, there's this one guy who constantly DMs me about Smash. <laughs> because I said, because I said I had heard someone told me that it's coming to. Uh, you heard uh, that? Yeah, I did. I heard that too. I did. I I did hear from a very very reliable person that Smash is coming or Banjo is coming to Smash. Sometimes I I wonder if we got the same sources. I doubt it. I don't know, but I heard that too. I didn't really talk about it because. I don't like banjo. People, people, no, I don't really care about banjo either. But when it, when it, if 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 and when it does get announced, I'm sure you know people will be like, "Whoa, crazy!" But I don't, I don't think it really means banjos being a. Uh, I don't think they're making another one. I don't think, I don't think so. But yeah, you know, I just there is just something to be like. I understand why PC Xbox PC doesn't pay for stuff, right? Because you can't. Because there's other options on PC like Steam and Epic, right? So you can't charge them. And they tried that once before with Games for Windows Live, and it was the biggest disaster next to the Windows phone. You know, 
Um, you have to go there, didn't you? I, I did have to go there. And, you know, they're using Xbox to prop up PC in their PC efforts. And it's like, you have a very tough battle in front of you now, now with Epic. Because, like, Epic comes in day one. And they're like they're throwing around money like it's like it's going out of style. They're getting all these games to ditch Steam in favor of their split. You know, Division Two leaving. You know, Ubisoft games uh, leaving Steam to go to Division Two. And here's Microsoft with their own store being like, "Hello, guys, <laughs> can we get anybody to come to our store?" That voice. Yeah, and that voice because it's like, dude, you've been doing this for years, presumably, not doing it well at all. And a new competitor comes in and just takes everything. Like, takes your lunch. And it's a. It, could, would Ubisoft consider putting Division Two off of Steam onto Xbox? And it, I wonder, like, what that they're going to have to do to convince devs to put games on Windows Ten. Is it? Um, we'll give you ninety-five-five split. Because at some point, it's like Steam has the users, right? They can go to devs and be like, "Listen, it's seventy thirty, but you can get up to what eighty twenty. If depends on how much money you make." But we have so many users per month. Epic's trying to cut in and like we'll give you eighty eight twelve, and we're we're brand new, so we don't really have the the users. But we're also going to pay do you have the users though, because you have to launch the store to play Fortnite. Now. Yeah, but that's Fortnite though. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't. I understand they can say we have this many people playing Fortnite, but that doesn't necessarily mean those those people are going to be interested in buying games on the Epic Store. Right, so they offer a better split in eighty-eight eleven, right, and and then they're paying those for for those games to to stop going to Steam. It's almost like Xbox versus PlayStation to a certain degree, right? Um, one pain to not to have it on the other, and I I just see like Microsoft is like in the corner being like, why won't anybody love me? Well, I'll tell you why nobody loves Microsoft. It's because no devs want to upend their development. Uh, ecosystem to use UWP. Yeah, you know, it's it's too it's too much hard work for them to completely change the way they work to uh, include UWP and stuff like that in their in their workflow. You know, it's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen. UWP is never going to happen. I don't know why Microsoft's still trying to go ahead with it. And people people at Windows Central, like who I work with, they're still convinced UWP is going to be a thing one day. And I'm just like, nope, it's never gonna. Be <laughs> so how how big is Division Two ditching Steam for for Epic Games? I read, man, I wish I could remember where I read this, but I I read an interesting take about this. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or on a website or something like that. And um, if someone is in chat knows where they read this, but I I saw an interesting take about this, and someone said that the heart, the reason. Ubisoft is forsaking Steam is more of a strategic thing than than anything else. And what what they want to do is they want to upset, they want to they want to attack Steam and like get them to you know compete better on the split and stuff like that. And the whole point of Ubisoft doing that isn't so much about you know helping Epic or getting a good deal from Epic it's more about trying to put pressure on Steam to change their ways because they're not going to get anywhere near as much distribution on the Epic Game Store i don't care how many users Fortnite has it's an, it's it's like you say it's it's an unproven store still right um and um 
So it's yeah, that's what and I and I agree with that take. That it's about it's about trying to convince Steam to uh be a bit more generous, maybe. Yeah, I mean that that's definitely what? true. And and PC PC is an open platform, right? So I, I did have a conversation with one of my buddies in party who was upset that this is happening. Who he plays on PC and he's just like, I want everything on Steam. He's upset and he's like, PC gamers are upset that they have. To, it's like, it's like so you so PC gamers have made fun of console gamers for forever because it's a walled garden here on Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo. Like you have one place to buy it and it's from them. And yeah, now and they, PC gamers are choice. are like, we only want it on Steam. Yeah, we on, we yeah. only we only want one choice now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's it's, funny because like as as a console gamer. I don't care. I got, I got like, I got tons of games on Steam. You know, I got like, I got, you know, all my Paradox games are on Steam. You know, Paradox and my Bays. You know, Stellaris and you know Europa Universalis and and all these like weird strategy games that I play. They're all on Steam. But Indeed. I'm not loyal to Steam in any sense of the word. I don't <laughs> care what. I don't care what what launch or i have to launch first to play a game i want to play i don't care about steam achievements the steam community is not great so i don't care about that either you know it's um i mean what exactly are people what are you losing from not having to use steam other than some slight inconvenience of having to launch a second launcher i mean i completely understand like for example imagine if it wasn't epic games round. imagine if it was facebook Imagine if Facebook was money hatting Ubisoft to put games on its Facebook launcher. Ugh. Now, yeah, horrible thought, right? Now yeah. that would that would piss me off because I don't want anything to do with Facebook anywhere near my computer. I think Facebook's a scummy company. I think I think uh, Zuckerberg's a scumbag, and I think Facebook is you know a privacy nightmare. I wouldn't want Facebook anywhere near my PC gaming. So if people are pissed off about that, I'd understand, but. What's Epic Games done to piss people off? You know, aside from like maybe curate the best engine in the world, the most versatile, the most powerful engine, or one of the most powerful engines. Uh, what have they actually done that's bad? You know, I am a huge, I am a fan of Tim Sweeney because I believe he he's mis he's unfairly represented Windows 10 and he's attacked UWP unfairly. I, I so I am a fan of, I am a fan of Tim Sweeney, but at the same time he's not exactly done anything particularly scummy i'm not saying he won't someday but like you know what at least like (laughs) i'd be more mad at valve for like you know not making half-life 3 Hmm. they can afford it they should make it for the fans and stuff like that Hmm. and i don't know hmm yeah, I don't know. I, I think um, Steam's going to have some uh, really big competition. I mean, this is this is a good this is a good thing, right? Because maybe now Steam will be like, "Oh shit, now we need exclusive content. Let's hit that Half Life Three emergency button finally." Or what if Epic Games is on the phone right now with Bungie, being like, "Hey, I hear you need a publisher or a place to launch your next game, huh?" Destiny or- Three. Epic or what? Or what if? What if Steve? What if? What if Mark Sweeney's on the phone, being like, "Hey, Sony, you know, uh, 
Want to come to PC? I'll give you a 99, 99, 99% to 1% split. You put your games on my store. Sony Mike. I, t- hmm. I, t- I tell you one thing, right? One, the one interesting thing for me about Epic Games is that Tim Sweeney has basically created a platform where he's, he's, his whole platform is openness for the people, for the public, blah, blah, blah. The second Epic Games slips and does something scummy, and they will, because money corrupts everyone, so they say. Yeah. yeah, and it's amazing that they're doing all this based off the success of Fortnite. They've taken the money they made with Fortnite and are like, we're going to attack Steam. We're going to attack Unity because there was something that went down yesterday with Unity. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And, like, Unity yeah, they're doing all bad. this stuff. Opportunistic, it's, it? it's weird. But I mentioned Bungie. Big news of the day, of the week, of the year so far. Um. Bungie and Activision are splitting up. Bungie gets the kid. People didn't see this coming, even though we are getting close to the 10-year relationship deal that they originally publishing deal they originally made back before Destiny 1 came out, right? Um has it really been that long? Yeah, I mean they made it right before Destiny 1 came out in 2014. I don't know, like they, I think they cut that deal in 2010. So I'm not sure when the deal starts. Was it 2010? Was it 2011? Was it when the first game shipped? Either way, it was a 10 year deal, if you recall. Um, but yesterday the news came out. Jason Schreer, you know, always on kind of like teasing something was happening. They put out a release saying that, you know, they're splitting from Activision and that Bungie's retaining the rights to the franchise and they're going to be publishing it, self publishing in the future. And everybody was just like, yeah, all right, Activision's gone. Because for the longest time, a lot of fans of uh, Destiny have kind of like looked at some of the issues Destiny's had as Activision's fault. Like the monetization, uh, the Eververse store and all that different types of stuff. They see like Activision as this evil influence, right? Which something's going on at Activision, Jez. Like... Am I am I wrong in saying that? Like I see them splitting up with with Bungie, and then I see what's going on with Blizzard, and I see them losing two CFOs. I see like the president of Blizzard le- leaving after forever. The CEO of Blizzard. The CEO, and I'm just like, dude, something's going down at Activision, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be good. Uh, what's your take on all this stuff? It's worrying, man. Um, yeah. I know morale isn't very good at Blizzard right now. Put it that way. Um, and you had like Jason Shreer has done a huge amount of reporting on what's going on there, saying that like um, you had like Activision CFOs sitting in on Blizzard creative meetings, saying, "Well, why don't you do it this way? It'll make more money," you know. And um, that you don't want finance sitting in on a creative meeting. That's not what you want. If you're if you're an artist or something, you don't want to you don't want to hear what a, you don't want to hear what a lawyer or a businessman has to say, you know. Um, but I agree with you. There is something something fundamental is changing at Blizzard, at Activision Blizzard. Sorry, and while I don't really care what that means for the Activision side of things, I don't care what that means for Call of Duty. I don't, couldn't care less. I don't care what that means for like 
I mean, what else does Activision even make? You know, Candy Crush, and they've got like they've got like a bunch of those classic remasters like Spyro and stuff. That's great for fans. And apparently, like the Spyro remake was actually really well done. Yeah, um, which, which Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's they have Call of Duty. You know, and um, and they're publishing Sekiro, which honestly is weird. weird. It's weird, it's isn't weird. it? It's weird. Yeah, no. And then you've got Blizzard. Blizzard, who is pretty much the only. The only part of Activision that I like, and the only part of Activision that a lot of people like, and um, if the thing is like Overwatch is stagnated, you could argue where like they haven't really done much except dump new heroes in the game. And to be fair, the heroes have been great, you know. But I think people want a bit more than heroes, you know. At this point, you know, maybe they want a sequel. Maybe they want. I mean, how how much can you keep driving that business model where, like, all you're doing is sell selling cosmetics for a load of heroes? You know, how long can you drive that business model? And um, and yeah, it works for it works for some games like League of Legends, I suppose, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But but it's clearly not working for Overwatch, which has had its lunch eaten by Fortnite, arguably at least in the short term. Um, yeah, so, true. <laughs> and then you've got Heroes of the Storm, which again, coming back to League of Legends and Dota, Heroes of the Storm just didn't resonate with the hardcore players who weren't able to influence other people to get into it. I mean, Heroes of the Storm still has a passionate fan base and it's still like, it's still really fast to get into a match. It's not like, it's not like the game's dead. It's not like you have to wait 10 minutes to get a game. It's still like you, you hit Q and then boom, you're pretty much in a game super quick. But like Heroes of the Storm, it's not like it's dead, but it, clearly isn't pushing the numbers that Activision wants. And the thing is, the thing about Activision is they they're not happy with they're not happy with a win. They want it feels like they want every single game to be on Call of Duty's level. They something. want all the money. Yeah, and it's not just money they want. They want margins. They want money without spending money. They their MO is how little can we spend to make the most amount of money possible. And I was like surprised how how well Black Ops 4 did, considering it had no campaign, considering a lot of the maps were recycled maps from previous Black Ops games, or a few of them were. Uh, I was surprised how well it did. And I think I think it's because of Blackout, the battle royale mode. They jumped they jumped on battle royale at the right time when it was hot. Yeah. I think I think if it was just the multiplayer and the zombies, I don't think it does as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying Black Ops Four was bad either. I mean, it was fun. I played it quite a bit, and Call of Duty is always always tends to be fun. And I've been away from Call of Duty for for years. And I came back just for that for the Blackout mode, ironically, to see if I could get into finally get into a battle royale, and I couldn't. But um, I was still surprised by like how you know I hadn't I haven't really played Call of Duty since properly. Since God, Black Ops One. I haven't really, I, yeah, I haven't played Call of Duty properly since Black Ops One. So I thought, like, okay, maybe, maybe, like, the game would be significantly different in all in all this time. And it wasn't really. You, know, you got like, there's like, okay, so like, there's, there's classes with Overwatch like, you know, supers and stuff like that. That was interesting, a bit, but that's pretty much the only thing that was different. Um, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, but that's 
that works for Call of Duty, but Activision wants it to work for all of their games. They want to make the most money by spending the least money. Blizzard just hasn't done that historically. Historically, Blizzard has made games that were high quality, that were launched when they were ready, you know, and they were delayed if they weren't ready. And then you've got like World of Warcraft probably having its worst expansion ever in terms of like quality and bugs and stuff like that because it had like the shortest beta period that I can remember. And it just feels like, but it's, it's easy, you know, and, and destiny Two vanilla was a mess too. And it's easy Rand. It is easy to blame Activision for all that stuff. It is. It's easy to say, well, destiny two sucked at launch because of Activision. And you can say, well, battle for Azeroth sucked because of Activision and, you know, Overwatch is stagnant because of Activision not letting them do anything different and you know and stuff like that. You can say all these things, but I'd say it's going to be interesting to see how Destiny evolves without the cash flow of a big publisher. If uh, Bungie doesn't get a new one, you know, yeah. if if it's significantly better and super awesome, then you can say like, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it was Activision's fault. But I have to say, around. I'm not sure uh, it's going to be that much different. And I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. So first off, shout out to Stefan D. King for the super chat. Appreciate that. And uh, here's here's the thing. like, Activision's the big bad ghost, right? Bungie has, and, and, the, and the Destiny community have been able to blame most of the shortcomings on Destiny onto Activision itself. Because why not? They're an easy target to hate. Uh, they're the you know they're they're the evil empire. You know we've seen how they do how they treat their games. They only do Call of Duty. It's the same thing all the time. Blah 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 blah. But this is I know a lot of like the a lot of the Destiny community is really happy. But sometimes you you got to be careful what you wish for, right? Because I think a lot of the bad decisions, even though they were on Activision, I think they were also on Bungie, right? Yeah. And now without Activision shielding them from criticism, if they do something wrong moving forward, it's on Bungie. So that is like that is going to be big for them. Like no longer can they be like, well, oh, the microtransactions and the DLC schedules and all this other stuff. Like there's nobody else to blame now. Yeah. The only person to blame is Bungie, right? Now, my buddy Gopher who watched my video yesterday, uh, you know, along with everybody else who I think, uh, I think that Bungie video has like 7,000 views, which I really appreciate. He, he got on me because I didn't mention the injection of cash from Nesties. Oh, Nesties. Uh, uh, that maybe likely made this uh, more uh, uh, of them being able to break free of Activision because they injected a hundred, they gave him a hundred million dollars and also a seat on the board of directors at Bungie. So that probably helped, but I, I believe you said on Twitter, that's kind of chump change for them. I don't, you don't, you don't think it really means much, but I wouldn't be surprised to see destiny three be free to play going forward like the next destiny i would not i think a lot of companies are looking at the fortnite business model how do you get more players to play your game 
right? I, I think the industry... Well, for, for Destiny, for De- in Destiny's case, it wouldn't be Fortnite, would it? It'd be Warframe. Yeah, it'd be Warframe, which is free-to-play. So I would not be surprised to see Destiny 3 be free-to-play. Uh, with a lot of different, like, you know, you can buy things, you can buy weapons, and but you can also get them. I, I could see them taking that route. I mean, Warframe's incredibly successful. Uh, Fortnite's incredibly successful. And the success of especially Fortnite, I think, is going to have huge impact on a lot of these big publishers' business. We've already seen Activision EA admit that the success of Fortnite has impacted their business, right? Why bother picking up Battlefield Five when you can just play Fortnite for free, right? So, especially if you like, if you're a parent looking what to buy a kid for Christmas, and all the kid cares about is Fortnite, which is free. Why would you bother getting them Battlefield? It'd be it'd actually be a bad gift because the kid would be like, "Oh, I don't really want to play this. I just want to play Fortnite." And my mom went out and bought this game for sixty dollars, and I don't even want to play it. Could actually be a bad thing. Yeah, so I was shocked that they broke up. I mean, Bungie and Microsoft broke up, and this is the second publisher. I, I just some of this though is weird because it's like Bungie's like, we're leaving Microsoft because we didn't want to do Halo and we want to control our own destiny and we don't want to work on one game forever. And it's like, okay, I, I applaud that. You want to make you want to make your own carve your own destiny, no pun intended. You want to make as much money as possible. I get it, right? And then the first person you partner with is a company worse than microsoft with activision worst company it's like okay i personally think activision's scummier than EA. okay well oh, right but we're, we're talking like 2007 or 2007 microsoft and two, you know like I, I mean they're pretty bad back then too right so it's like so you then go with activision interesting and then you do this deal and now like you know, like you know, the like the Darth Vader gif from like Empire Strikes Back, like the deal's been altered. Pray I don't alter it further. You know, yeah, yeah. and everybody and, and and according to Jason Schreer, there's been tension since day one. They back out of this deal, and it's like okay, and and I understand. Like I, I know Gaming Forte, who's in chat, is a huge Destiny fan, and he's really excited. I talked to Ash and Luca last night, and she's really excited. A lot of Destiny fans are happy. Because they feel like Bungie is finally going to be able to make what they want without the constraints and the demands of the publisher, right? They're the artist. The artist needs to create, and they just happen to take money from the money man. But the money man only cares about money. Like, he wants his return on investment, right? So he's like, hey, when are you going to create that art for me? You know, I'm giving you all this money, you know, times and demands, but... Destiny, I mean, Bungie, they're, they're going to find it might be, it might be a tough road, you know? Um, you think they got return on their investment? Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, the thing. Like Activision, Activision probably didn't. That's the only reason I can see why they would give up this early, considering of all all the money that they spent on Destiny to basically lose everything and let Bungie walk away with the IP. Like, think of the millions of dollars Activision has poured into that game and that franchise to make it what it is, and it's just gone. Right? At least with like Halo, you could argue. Microsoft kept the IP and they kept it going. So they didn't really move, lose much outside of the developer, but Activision lost it all. They lost it all. And I don't know. I, I kind of think like that must've been really bad for Activision. If they're just like, we're walking away from this, you know, clap, getting rid of the dust on our hands and like, all right, 
whatever we're all we're just going to write off that money as sunk costs and we need to refocus on our ips which they don't really have any you know like i saw maybe couple, guitar hero is going to make a massive comeback i saw some posts on um like twitter from a former raven uh employee you know raven who used to be oh yeah the um they used to be uh de- well they still are a developer for activision they made Singularity, but then after Singularity, they got put on like Call of Duty help or Call of Duty detail. By the way, I just want to interject. Singularity is awesome. fucking brilliant. It is. Singularity is great. If you guys haven't played that game, play it. But he was saying that like, well, maybe, you know, because he was, he, I guess he said to Activision like, well, maybe you should take some of these studios and make something new. And the guy at Activision told him was like, well, that's what Bungie's for. So like the last eight years they've been just okay call of duty right you have Treyarch, you have infinity ward you have sledgehammer but then you also have like raven and a couple other studios that strictly do dlcs for those games you have high moon studios and vicarious visions who strictly did like dlc and stuff for destiny and they're they don't make any they haven't made any new ip and the only new ip that has been made is the stuff from blizzard which, as we just detailed, like Activision is not happy with Blizzard. Like yeah, something's going on. And I did see uh, someone ask up in chat, although um, oh, it was Gunstar seventy five. What are the odds that <laughs> Bungie rejoins Microsoft? Zero, zero point zero 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 zero. So Jazz just laid it out for you. I know a lot of people are would be nostalgic for. You know, the, the prodigal son to come back home. Yeah, but that ain't happening. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think it's happening. I know a lot of people want it to happen because they wouldn't, you know, Microsoft is looking for studios. We all know this. Bungie is a great studio, despite my dissatisfaction with um, Destiny. But I don't think there's any chance no. at all. And like, so, I like I have heard that Phil is super close to the leadership of Bungie. And I have heard that, you know, they have a good relationship. They're both based they're both based in Redmond, aren't they? I think. Mm-hmm. Seattle. Uh, you know, they have a good relationship between the studios, uh, between the companies. You know, Bungie obviously uses a lot of Microsoft tech in their, in their stuff. And, uh, you know, they have a good working relationship. But I think that the era of them being anything more than, like, what they are now is pretty much done. Yeah. And a lot of the guys who made Halo are working at 343 at Microsoft right now anyways. The Bungie of 2019 is not the same of the Bungie that left Microsoft back in 2007, 2009. So, yeah. There's that. Um, Xbox in 2019, Jez. Yes. Um, so, what do we know about this year for Xbox? We know they have four exclusive games, and I use exclusive as in the sense that it's coming to Windows Store on the PC. Yes, yes, guys, I know Platform Microsoft's games also come to PC, right? Uh, we have Crackdown 3, which launches on February 15th. We have Battletoads, we have Gears 5, and we have Ori. So, let's talk about Crackdown here for a minute, Jez. What are you expecting from Crackdown? What do you what do you think it's going to land Metacritic wise? Do you think people will be happy with what 
they get after this tumultuous five-year developmental cycle and numerous delays. I think Crackdown will be extremely lucky if they get seven. Out of- okay. I agree. If they hit seven on Metacritic, they'll they'll be lucky. I think, which you know, is not to say it'll be a terrible game and people won't enjoy it. I just know that it's not going to resonate with critics. I know that uh, people are ready to bash it, and they're not going to take it for what it is. And people have high expectations of Microsoft. You know, I just know it's not going to do that well at review. I just know it. Um, other than that. Uh, I think the game will be decent still. I think like the uh, cloud tech will be interesting to try out for those who you know give it a, give it a bash. I played it myself. It was it was interesting. It's not going to pull me away from Overwatch. It's not going to pull me away from any of the other multiplayer games that I play. Uh, at least in the state that I played it in. Now they have had. When did I play it? November. I think they've had like they've had like a few months to polish what I played and take feedback, and I gave them a lot of feedback on what I think they should do to improve it. Um, but again, it's kind of like uh, there's not just not from what I saw, there wasn't that much to it. So I wouldn't be I I'll be shocked if it gets higher than seventy on Mercury. Um, you know, I'd love to be wrong, but I'm not gonna be. Um, other than that, we've got the gear stuff for twenty nineteen. Yes. We know that I've heard that this streaming console that Brad Sam's leaked is gonna be announced as early as this month. The streaming Please. console? No, not the streaming console, the discless console. The okay, Marvel. I was gonna say the streaming console. I, I thought you said you, we were talking on Sunday the Iron Lawrence podcast, you didn't even know if it was real. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if that's real, but the um the discless console I've heard was supposed to be announced in January. Plans can change, and they often do change. But I heard that was announced in January. That's going to be announced sometime in January. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um, also, her, Brad Sam said it's going to be released quarter one or quarter two, if it gets released. But again, plans can change, and it does seem like it does seem like a weird console to me. Like it almost feels like they're just testing to see how well it will do and how much it resonates with people and. Basically, I think they want to gauge the appetite for a discless system, right? They want to gauge the appetite for that that sort of, you know, to see if it works or not, if the time's right. Um, so if they do if they do release that, we'll get that this year. Now, do they announce Anaconda and, and Lockhart this year? Mm. That's, the, that's the interesting question. Do they do they tease them? Do they do what Scorpio and be like, yeah, we've got this Project Scarlet console range, you know? I think it's still, I think, well, first off, shout out to Osman for the super chat. He says, have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for the show. Thank you for the support. Hope everybody's enjoying the show. Make sure you hit that like button. We have like 400 some odd people watching, 157 likes. Get that up to 200. But yeah, I I don't know. Like Anaconda Lockhart, which Anaconda being the more powerful Xbox next-gen system, Lockhart being the cheaper one, uh presumably right rumors and spec and all that stuff um if they announced it in e3 right that's a long way to go uh until they release in november of the following year now you can make the argument it worked well for the xbox one x and sure it did uh but would i guess the counter argument would be well people would just stop buying xboxes now and just save their money and wait until 
the new systems come out in the end of the year, right? Or the following year. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess. Okay. I don't know no, if they care. Know. Maybe that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if they know Sony's going to announce it, uh, I think a lot of it might have to do with uh, Sony's plans because there's still talk that Sony might release the PS5 in March of next year, right? Like early next year. So if that's the case, you would think Microsoft would want people to know that they still have a system coming and it might be more powerful, you know? Although I, I'm not really sure PS5 is coming early 2020. I still think they're both going to come in November. Um, I don't know. It's a good question because they already teased next-gen systems at this past E3. Why not tease it again at this year's E3? But I don't I don't know. Do you, do you, do you see them just teasing it again? I mean, Phil Spencer kind of was at CES and teased you know, xCloud and like talked about the relationship with AMD, you know, just like, yeah, something's coming, you know, but I think like, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll tease it at E3. I think they'll stick to the games. They'll have hopefully a lot of good games to show off and get the messaging on the gaming. Right. And then that maybe they could do Anaconda at XO 19. If they do another one. That's um, that, that, yeah. That's the thing I would, like, like, if you can announce it for the first time, show off the name or something with the fans, not only like Xbox but also PlayStation, like that would be that'd be really cool. That's bad. Um, that'd be really cool. But like back to what you said about Gears Five, um, I said in my video that I think Gears Five is going to surprise a lot of people with how good it's going to be. Now, yes, I'm being a little, a little uh, positive on this one. Um, <gasps> positivity, you know, positivity. Yeah. Even though, even though, even though negativity sells on YouTube. Uh, I I tend I don't really like doing negative stuff, but I think Gears Five is going to surprise a lot of people. I think it's going to be quite good, and I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of sits in that eighty nine ninety Metacritic range, and people are like, "Man, they really stepped up their game." Like Gears Five is, you know, it's a Gears game, but they took some risks. They took some storytelling risks. They took some gameplay risks, and it's going to be. I think it'll surprise a lot of people with how good it is. This is what I'm. That. It's it, that's what I'm hoping, at least. Yeah. What do you I think? Agree. I think like I was disappointed with the lack of risk they took in Gears Four, and I think like that was one of the, a lot, one of the things people criticizing for. Like I love Gears Five overall, and it was like it was it kind of reminded me of the Force Awakens in the sense that it was like they wanted to prove that they were the right studio to handle the franchise, show that they got the formula and stuff like that, like to show that it, it's. Even though like they've got a new name, it's still the the gears guys. There's the gears team. You know? Yeah. Um. So I think like there was an element of that trepidation with the first game, but like you, I think they they've already shown in the trailer that they've they're taking some not liberties, but you know there seems to be like melee weapons now, like proper melee weapons, and it felt more open. Like there's a whole segment with the vehicles and stuff like that. I was showing like direction, right? And um, with that whole that whole trailer was about showing uh, something new, something fresh. So I agree. I think like people will be surprised by that game. I, I like. I've always I've always preferred Gears to Halo, personally. Yeah. What? That's heresy. Halo's way better than Gears. No. no. Yeah. Halo doesn't have a chainsaw, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, come on. You know it's true. No, it's, it's not. 
It get, Halo's like a, t- a game for teenagers, man. I, I don't like that. Yeah. But, um, well, since they removed the flood, anyway. I don't like it since they removed But effectively, um, I think this could be... Gears 5 could be the year that it sort of ascends to that level, personally. Okay, I mean, I, I just... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Look, I don't think Gears can ever touch Halo, right? I, I, no matter how good this Gears is, I don't think it ever can. I don't think it ever could have the impact that Halo did. Impact at one point. Impact no. Impact no. And Halo, Halo like Halo was lightning in a bottle when it came out. It might have yeah. the same impact. Um, but I just think like it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, it's it's gonna ascend to that sort of level of quality and that level of expectation that I think Halo has. Yeah. So we both we both we both think when do we think it's coming out? Here we go with that. We we know it's twenty nineteen. Holiday. 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 Uh so October, are they just gonna go for the same release date? October wasn't it like early October for Gears Four? Uh yeah, I think so, yeah. So you think it's gonna be the same thing early October for Gears Five? I'm pretty sure. Let, let, let's find out. Let's go to Google. We'll type in Gears Four release date. Pretty sure it was October. Like, in fact, Bank, I want to. Bank got to compete with Red Dead this year, so. I I, I want to say it was like October seventh. Oh, it was October eleventh. Uh, so. I mean, seriously, what what would they even be competing with this year? Like the annual Call of Duty, mm-hmm, which is supposedly Modern Warfare four. Uh, there's no Battlefield this year. No Battlefront this year. So there, yeah, that's going to be interesting. If if there's no Battlefront and no no Titan Battlefield, Ford. there's a Star Wars potentially a Titanfall three, and uh, that um that Star Wars game that Respawn's making. Both of them in the same year? M- maybe I don't know. I'm just saying we're we're trying. Okay, Watch Dogs three, Ubisoft. You can mark that one down. Really? Um, is that yes. announced? No. Are you just guessing? No. Are you, are you leaking? <laughs> okay, we need to delete this podcast. Um, <laughs> well, Watch Dogs Three. Watch Dogs Three. Okay, Watch Dogs Three. <laughs> um, called Modern Warfare Four. Yeah, well, uh, I'm trying to think who else would have games. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Warner Who Brothers Montreal's Eternal? Batman game. Doom Eternal. Maybe that's not 2019. I guess also I I have heard. And plans can change as everything else. That Death Stranding and Last of Us Two are scheduled for 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 holiday for Sony. Oof, cereal. Yeah, but like plans can change. Uh, apparently, they're on the release docket for Sony. But one of like if something goes wrong, they might slip. But yeah, apparently, Last of Us Two and Death Stranding will hit this year. Yeah. In 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 the fall, like Death Stranding September. Last of Us Two November or something like that. Um, we'll see. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's no Red Dead. Uh, there's no Battlefield. Like, is Call of Duty going to go back from its October release to November? Right. Uh, I don't really know. There's no Forza this year too, right? So, I, I don't know. I mean, this this usually happens. Like the start of the year, you're kind of like, well, what could come out? What could come out? And you don't know. And then by E3, it's like, oh, it's packed again. See, Sam. <laughs> so Sam says none of Sony's big three are releasing this year. Uh, one of them, 
is for sure releasing. I've heard two two of them are. I've heard Death Stranding and Last of Us might be both are scheduled, but we'll see if it actually ends up that way. But I I feel confident one of them is, and I think it's going to be Last of Us too. I don't know. I don't know with Sony. Like I they, better finish the game then. They don't need the thing with Sony is they don't need any of their games. They could literally just be like, all right, well, pack everything and put it to twenty twenty. Who knows? A Wolfenstein Youngblood, uh, Plop says that could, that could be. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really seem like yeah, there's going to be a lot of that's direct fall so. games. So I guess you know Gears can come out in October or whatever. But that's Gears, right? Um, there's also Battletoads, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Like <laughs> why do you hate Battletoads? So it's Battletoads. Who cares about Battletoads? Wow. I mean, on the here, the likelihood of Battletoads being good on a scale of, of like one to ten is two. <laughs> and I know people are gonna give me crap for that, but uh, I, I know I, who wanted a Battletoads. Who wanted a new one? Me. <sighs> I Anyways, that uh, when do you think Battletones is going to come out? I don't know. You don't know? Somewhere, maybe. Is Rand a born-in 3D gamer? Excuse me? My first system was an <laughs> NES. The heck? I got my 900,000 gamer score uh, achievement was finishing the end, doing 20, 30 laps in the endless tunnel in Battletoads. 30 laps or whatever it was. You do 30 laps in the endless uh, tunnel in uh, Battletoads? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. so. Let me see the proof. I got the proof. Boy. <laughs> I don't know when Battletoads is coming out. Uh, I would assume... I I would assume summer, maybe? I, I can't imagine that would be an end-of-the-year game. But who cares about Battletoads? Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps 2. That's what everybody cares about. That's what I care about. That's what Jez cares about. That's what everybody in this chat cares about is Ori. Because it's going to be... If Last of Us 2 doesn't come out, Ori's going to be Game of the Year. That's right, I said it. Yep. <sighs> game of the Year, right there. I, I don't even need to play it. It's going to be yeah. Game of the Year. Yeah, unless I, I, Last of I, Us I, 2 comes out. Ori's going to be great, right? I played, it, I it's played gonna it. Amazing, I played it. It's going to be I amazing. It. I played it, man. I played it. It is amazing. Um, but it doesn't have chainsaws in it, so. So what does that mean? It's not going to be good. It means it's not going to be game of the year because Gears has got chainsaws in it, man. No, Ori is going to be better than Gears of War. <laughs> like I, I only if only if Ori gets like a, a magical light chainsaw, will it be better than Gears? Uh, I got people coming <laughs> in trolling me. Maka ninety ninety one Productions didn't know I had a podcast. Hmm. <laughs> Look who it is. Good old Maka. My PUBG buddy who finally got a thousand in uh who's better between PUBG. You and Maka or PUBG? Oh, who's better at, at PUBG, me or Maka? Yeah. I mean that's not even a question. I'm I'm better. You know, like okay. like there's a hierarchy when it comes to PUBG, right? <laughs> it's usually I play with three other people Maka, Gopher. And magic. Magic's by far the best. By far the best, right? Magic. By far the best. Then it's Gopher. Then it's me. Then bringing up the rear, because we got to carry him every single game. (laughs) It's Maka 91 Productions. (laughs) Oof. 
Yeah. No, he's better than me. I'm the worst. I'm surprised they even play with me. Oh, you know, I know. I just, I, I'm, I'm number four. You know, I like, don't feel bad now. Yeah. But if, if, if we were like a professional podcast and I had a soundboard, I would hit the ah <laughs> oh, sound effect right now. Ah. Oh. Um. So, w- what else do we think is going to happen for Xbox in 2019? Those are the four games. X Cloud. Uh, the X Cloud. That's right. There's going to be a beta for that. Um. Surface phone. Yeah. What about the X Clouds, Dad? How, how do you see that really uh, panning out? I think X Cloud is going to have a limited US buyer. I think it's going to be better than expected, but people will remain skeptical because of the limited nature of the buyer. Okay. And I think Amazon and Google are going to start positioning their stream service. And by the way, we did hear this week that rumor has it Amazon's doing its own game stream service. No shock, no surprises there. And Amazon is arguably better placed than Google because of its retail empire and its Twitch empire, which if it's got any brains whatsoever, it will integrate heavily into its streaming service. That is and true. Also, I mean, Amazon I... has the biggest cloud platform in the world. Uh, even bigger than Microsoft. So. I did see an article yesterday, and I think Salty just put out a video about it. It says Amazon developing game streaming service. Yes. So you get so, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft all doing game streaming. Imagine that. That is the that is the future, man. It's the future. Now, um, the question is, will Microsoft be the best? Uh, that'll depend heavily on how much it costs, I think. It'll come down to, A, it'll come down to, do you get streaming for all of your existing games or do you have to uh, only get a few of them pay a subscription and then you end up with like 12 streaming games because you have to like um developers have to agree into it and opt into it you know is there going to be a, a licensing battle for that all that stuff is microsoft going to have to compete with google and amazon for the right to license their games to their streaming platforms is are they going to be streaming exclusives Ooh! like are ubisoft's games going to be exclusive to google streaming platform it's it's going to be a nightmare man <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare and i i do you think do you think project cloud will be locked behind a paywall because i think i don't think it'll be free unless it's literally free on amazon and google and then at that point microsoft is going to be forced to make it free well but- it's not going to I suppose, like, it depends, like, how they're going to do it. Now, you've got to presume that Microsoft has people in Google and Amazon who probably tell them what their plans are, especially Amazon, I would say. But um, uh, I would hope that Microsoft prices it competitively in terms of how much you subscribe. Because it's going to cost money. It's going to cost money. Because bandwidth isn't free. Bandwidth right. costs money. The investment into the the server racks costs money. So it's going to cost money. They're, it's, they're not doing this at a charity. They're not doing this to add value to Xbox Live. This is a whole new business proposition. So it's going to cost money in some way. Is it going to be a tier of Game Pass? Possibly. I could easily see that happening. Like Game Pass is the future for Microsoft. I can easily see them. Hey, you have access to game streaming with your $10 subscription to Game Pass. The I can't problem- see them... Locking it behind gold, though. Gold's too expensive. Because if you're reaching, trying to reach mobile players, mobile players ain't about paying $60 to, for anything. Right? So, and I would also imagine, although you would think those games will also have multiplayer on the phone, 
that's going to be free for them too. The only people paying for Xbox Live are going to be people who play on the Xbox consoles because it'll be free for PC and it'll be free for anybody that uses xCloud. Am I right or am I wrong on that? Mm. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree, man. I think I think they'll bundle it with Game Pass. I think because that's the service they're going to want to sell, uh, and they're going to be like, you, you, if you're subscribed to Game Pass, you already have it. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see that tech working, like really working, because they said it's coming out this year, uh, and I'm I'm actually kind of cool, excited to actually try it out to see what it's like to see if this really is the future that everybody says it is that these three gigantic companies. Three of the biggest companies in the world are like, we're doing it. And it's just like, okay, I, I hope you guys know what you're doing. Like, I, I mean, I know, like, I just, like, you know, like this is this really the future? Like, it, it's coming soon. So, um, E3 2019, though, Jez. Sony's not there. Microsoft is. Will Microsoft take advantage of that fact? and announce games that their current studios are that they bought are working on or will they save those announcements for 2020 when the new consoles are launching in that time frame i guess is what i'm asking you is i believe firmly that microsoft will go balls to the wall this year and they'll go all out They've got they've got the opportunity to really really slam home what their investments are this year, and it's not. It, I think the time for being cautious is over, and it's not like um, basically in the past with things like Scalebound they had to rely on the whims of second party. They don't have to do that now with their first party studios. Like so, I think like they can totally talk about Ninja Theory. They can totally showcase Wasteland Three. They can totally showcase like. All the stuff their first part, their new first party studios are working on. Maybe even like Fable. Hopefully, if indeed it is Fable, you know, we still don't really know for certain. But you know, there there is all. I think the time for cautiousness is over. They need to they need to really put on a good show this year. And just just because Sony isn't there, the pressure isn't any less for them. So you say fact, throw but, caution, throw caution to the wind, yeah. and just come out come out swinging with haymakers. Yeah, I would argue that the pressure is even higher because people are going to be like, "Well, what are you doing?" You know. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. So that's the thing. It's like Sony leaving all E3. Eyes on them. All yeah, eyes Sony on leaving them. E3 is like put all the pressure on Microsoft. It's like, all right, now now you're the star of the show. Uh, what do you got for us? You know, Sony's not going to be there, so it's like, are you are you going to play it safe and be like, well, here's Halo Infinite. Here's a gameplay demo for Gears. Here's a gameplay demo for o- Ori. Um, and that's, and that's it. And it's just going to be another bunch of, uh, you know, third party games and another round of studio announcements with Phil getting on there and being like, we bought IO Interactive. We bought, um, you know, whatever, right? Is it just going to be that again? Or is Microsoft's like, you know, you guys have asked for exclusives because I can pen this PR piece and have Phil read it off. Like, we know you've asked for exclusives for quite some time now. And we invested in first party to do that. Blah, 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 blah. And here they are. Boom. When Ninja Theory, please come down the aisle. And here comes uh, the head of Ninja Theory. He introduces his new game. Boom. Here's what Playground Games is working on. Boom. Okay. Compl- like, just like, boom. Just f- throw caution to the wind and just 
convince people that like, all right, they're not screwing around anymore. And without Sony being there, they can make a case for like, it's time to jump in on Xbox. Like maybe not right now, but the future looks incredibly good. Right. That's what I hope they're going to do. Yeah, I want to. I want to see this future now. I'm sick of talking about the future. We, you know, we, we've. I've been. I've been ending articles with the future is bright for so long now. For what feels like so long, I'm sick of writing the future is bright. I want. I want to hear like. I want to see what the future is now. Yes, yeah. I mean because I, I actually have a video coming out soon about how I've never been more excited about the future of Xbox, and it's partially about all this stuff. But it's like exactly like I'm sick of being. I'm sick of telling people that. Like, I think it's time for people to see it. And all they need to see is just those games being announced. Yeah. Right. And so like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's other people at Microsoft. They're like, no, Phil, no, Matt, take more time, get the games right. Wait till 2020. Sony's not going to be there. You, you know, like just wait till 2020 when the systems are coming out and then we can, we can nail them with all this stuff. I but know. I mean, you can make a compelling case for either of them, but I think this is the year, you know? And like, you know, there are rumors that, you know, Ninja theory was already working on something before they, you know, that they weren't like they shipped Hellblade, but they had already been in working on something so they could have a game for the launch of 2020, you know? So, you know, uh, Kirstina, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, you know, they say, I'd honestly rather they wait. And I'm sure some people will be like, I just, some people really like Xbox's approach where the games that they announce are coming out either that year or the next year. They like mm. the, you know, like the immediacy of those games. Unlike Sony's approach where like Sony will come out in 2016 and be like, here's the last of us. Here's- I, I honestly prefer Sony's approach because you can, you can fill, you can fill the waiting in with third pie. You know, I I feel like you should, you should be able to know what, what, value you're getting out of your platform because ultimately the value at the moment is the exclusives right i mean yeah you yeah. get like you get you get you get a few more pixels with your xbox one x you get a few more pixels but ultimately the it's a, it's all about them games right and um yes. you want to know that you're getting the value and um if they don't start talking about those exclusives soon uh i don't know man the, the the narrative of not having good exclusives is just gonna never go away. <laughs> that that is definitely true. And uh, Eternal Shaddai, he hit us up with the super chat and says, "Will we see the companion feature example Dead Rising three on our phones by using the X Cloud computing for future games to expand more the experience?" I don't think so. I think the X Cloud will just be for streaming games, right, Jez? I don't think it'll be for companion. F- like, like you're talking about like smart class, right? Oh, I think like, it, what he's talking about is like cloud compute, like more zombies on screen. Oh, more zombies on screen. Mm. The, the thing, Crackdown Three cloud destruction has been such an uphill struggle for Microsoft. You know, they had to they had to completely rebuild the whole thing from the ground up, like a, a year ago. Have we talked about that before? Mm, I don't have we. I don't, I'm not sure. But they've they've had to completely rebuild the the cloud stuff from the ground up because of reasons, you know, of reasons. Yes, like 
in my in my I, I interviewed Brian Stone right, and he's in charge of he's in charge of basically Xbox's science fiction division, <laughs> where they dream up all this crazy stuff, right? And um, he said like, when you're developing a new a new platform, I'm paraphrasing here, but you can read my interview from a few months ago. But he said he said something to the effect of. When you when you're building a new platform on new systems, like there are so many unforeseen complications that come up that you have to solve, you have to deal with, and these problems like they hold up the whole project. You have to like go back to the drawing board. You have to figure out ways of overcoming these technical hurdles, and uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if um, the whole experience has soured them to the idea of using cloud compute to uh, build games. Yeah, I don't know. It's a shame, but it's like I just like it. Seems like such a far-flung thing right now. And I would, I'd love it. You know, I, I'd love. I, I often, I always thought that State of Decay would be the perfect game to showcase the cloud, because um, you know, they got all the zombies on screen, and you know, in a recent patch in State of Decay, they like quadrupled the size of the zombie hordes that roam around. In the in the late game, and you have to you always have to think like, what would State of Decay look like with like a thousand zombies on screen at any one time without lag? You know what would that look like? Um, and surely Microsoft's the company to make that happen. You know? Surely, yeah. But, um, whether or not we see that in the short term, I think like what they're going to be doing in the short term is just making sure that they've got a strong stable of games you know not games that push boundaries or you know push the cloud compute thing i think they're just gonna sort of deliver some solid games first and maybe they'll revisit the cloud stuff again in the future but i think for microsoft right now the cloud compute is fully geared towards streaming more than anything yeah and uh let's briefly talk about this randy pitchford thing oh my god that stuff's scary dude have you just seen the update Kotaku just ran? Yes. Uh, do you even want to talk about this, or should we just be like, yo, this is kind of um, best left uh, for that type of stuff, because some of this stuff is gross? Well, I don't know. We have to talk about it now. We mentioned it. But basically, um, what what is what is the main argument? The, the An ex-lawyer is a le- first of all, an ex-lawyer is alleging that Randy Pitchford, who runs Gearbox, uh, known most took, took a secret twelve billion million dollar bonus. Yeah, but also secret. you like has a secret underage porn collection. Yeah, that's what the guy's saying. Now, <laughs> if if they can't prove that. They're going to get done for defamation. You don't make that kind of accusation if it ain't true. But you can say whatever you want in a lawsuit, though. Can you really? Yes. I mean, can't, it's not Randy, like... can't Randy sue him for defamation if they can't prove it? No, no, no. Like it'd be one thing if he went out in public and started saying that stuff. This isn't a this isn't a uh, a legal filing. So no. Oh. That Allegedly, is... I'm not. I'm saying you guys should go go read the Kotaku article about all this stuff, 
And Sam Tolbert just says, Arts Technia has provided an update. A lot of the info on Kotaku's story has been corroborated. Yeah, and that's just what I was reading. But a lot of it's, uh, yeah, I don't really want to repeat on here. Just that, like, some weird shit is going down. <laughs> Randy well, Pitchford isn't, uh, like, a saint. Like, a lot of people, you nobody know, think. Nobody thinks he's a saint. Uh, I, mean, I don't just you see all this, all the, like all the, you know, stuff about aliens, colonial marines. And yeah, stuff, I know, I know. Yeah, it's, and all people Not, wanted was uh was 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 Borderlands three, you know. And now it's like you have all this stuff. It's like, oh my lord, I don't, I, like, I don't even want to make a video about it, you know. I. This is the, this is the kind of thing that kills a studio. Yeah, it does. It, it certainly does. Um, I just, I just feel bad for the innocent employees at Gearbox right now. Who just like, I mean, they're probably fed up of Randy Pitchford crying controversy as it is. This is on a whole other level. But Eric Bischoff said that controversy creates cash. Eric Bischoff, <laughs> I'm back. Does controversy create cash, Taz? Uh, I don't know. You're the YouTuber, man. I hate controversy. I don't. I don't. I don't deal in controversy or oh, controversy on. as you say come on you're what do you king. mean you're the king of controversy no i'm not <laughs> i have wholesome quality content on my youtube channel that has never never once clickbaited a title to get well, more eyes drawn to it i know there's there's going to be a lot of videos about randy pitchford this week yeah there definitely will but be just just like pro- like i hope to god it's not true um because it's terrible, but like, even if it isn't true, uh, he's going to be, he's going to have that. So that accusation associated with him. Yeah. Definitely. That that stuff's not going to go away and people are just going to give him crap for it or whatever. And I don't know, like it's, I don't want to say one thing yet. It's just, it's just, let's see how this whole thing plays out. But it's never a dull week in the video game industry. You think like, hey, the, the what is this? The second week of January, uh, right? Second week of January. What's going to happen? Probably a whole boat, a boatload of nothing. How about Bungie and Activision splitting up? How about uh, allegedly Randy Pitchford having secret underage porn? Right? Like, like what is going? Oh, video game industry. Never a dull moment when you talk never about all this stuff. And. uh Makes me feel ill, man. Yeah. Anyways, um, you want to take a couple questions and then we can get out of here? Yeah, let's take some questions. All right. Hit us up in the chat with Eeps. some questions. Uh, and, you know, I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Shout out, by the way, I want to give a quick shout out to the Iron Lords podcast, which me and Ron, we're, we guested on there on Sunday. Those mm-hmm. guys are hilarious, man. They are hilarious to podcast with. Yeah. So, like, check out Iron Lords podcast on the on YouTubes, that's where they live, right? On the YouTubes. On the YouTubes, Iron Lords Podcast, great bunch of guys. Lord Cognito, Lord David, Lord, or, well, Lord King, uh, Lord uh, Sovereign, and Lord Addict. Great podcast. More people need to watch them. It's really, really awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, hit the like button. That helps out a lot. And uh, sub and all that good stuff. So Face wants to know, he says... He feels people on the Xbox side forgot the plot about the game consoles. All I hear and see on Twitter is about power. Hasn't PS4 and Switch proved games are more important than power? Um, 
Well, don't forget the PlayStation made it all about power at the beginning of like. I think I've made I, a video. I hate the, I hate this this argument because. You couldn't you couldn't move through the video game journalism without reading an article about how uh, an Xbox game was 720p and a PlayStation game was 900p, and now like 1440p is a damn lot less than 4K, and yeah. you're not allowed to talk about it. Well, the no. thing is, if they're equal, nobody would care. It would be all about the games, but it wasn't about the games uh, at the beginning of this gen. All I saw from publications and PlayStation guys was how more powerful the PlayStation was and how you must be playing in blurry 720p while we're over here playing in 1080p. And let's not memes like are still there. The memes are still there. If you let, let's let's not let's not like rewrite history and say that that stuff didn't happen. It, it did happen. Um, and you know, it just so happens that the Xbox One X is more powerful than the Pro, so it's like now it's the Xbox turn to say, hey, games run best here, but. You know, if next gen comes and the consoles are pretty equal, I there won't be like I don't know. It's to me, it's like if the consoles are equal, then nobody cares about power. It'll be about the games. With Nintendo, it's never really been about power for Nintendo. It's always been about the you know the games for Nintendo. Um, and they struck gold this gen. They didn't last gen, even though they had great exclusives on the Wii U. Nobody bought the Wii U. Uh, they just happened to like you know had a. They're, whatever they're doing with the switch is working and they have some great exclusives there so um yeah the, I mean, the switch is it's less about power and more about the form factor right and if the, if you couldn't take if the switch wasn't portable i don't think you'd be doing anywhere near as good as it is yeah sony sony was just used leveraging their advantage over microsoft back in 2013 with the 1080p stuff and now Microsoft is just leveraging their advantage over Sony with why why wouldn't you talk about the fact your console is more powerful it's it'd be stupid not to yeah um, it'd be stu- it was it was it, equally stupid for PlayStation to not talk about it as it is for Xbox to not talk about it you know it's, um, it's, a, it's a feature worth talking about so let's see games, what are are more games are more important than power no doubt about it but, you know, power's part of the equation. Gunstar Ed's wants like, to know, what are yours and Jez's New Year's resolutions? <clears throat> what are yours, Rand? Uh, I didn't actually didn't make any. See, I, 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 never, I never make a New Year's resolution other than, like, <laughs> lose weight, eat healthy, um, and that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, I mean, I have a goal for the YouTube channel. Like, I want to continue to provide quality content. You know, I want to step up the game. Last year, I was, um, you know, I, I feel like I've, prov- I, like I've, I've been, become better at actually providing, you know, better content. So I want to continue to improve in that area, like with the channel. But you know, uh, outside of that, like you know, I just, you know, typical like need to lose weight, um, need to, you know, like I don't know. That's that's pretty much it. Like I don't really do resolution stuff because I know it's just a new day. Like I, people get hot up. Oh, it's a brand new year, new year, new me. And eh, still, this it's just an extra day. You know, the, I like just, um, the only time I've ever successfully dieted, I started just randomly dieting. Like I felt like dieting, and I dieted. I lost two hundred pounds, and you know, I did that in the summer. So like, if you want to, if you want to change something, you just change it. You don't. You don't need to wait. There's no time like the present, right? Yes, that is true. That's no time like the present. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, what else we got here? Um, oh no, no, no! Wait, my New Year's resolution is 1080p. <laughs> oh, 1983 Nick says, "Hey, Rand, you playing Tekken Seven? I do own Tekken Seven, but I don't really play it. Um, you're, not, you're not really into fighting games, right? I mean, not in the way, not in the competitive way. Like, I can't wait for Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat's my favorite fighting game, and I cannot wait to play that. Mainly because I want to see how the story plays out, just like in Injustice. So, I mean, they are enjoyable to me. It's just like, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't want to, I don't really get a fighting game to be like, all right, we need to battle, right? I just get it to enjoy myself. I get a few hours of entertainment out of it and move on. Um, let's see. Uh, Merrill Films wants to know, what do you guys think about ditching discs in favor of SD cards for next gen? Um, mm, do I, like, me personally, I don't even use this now. I'm 100% digital. So it wouldn't matter to me if they switch from disc to SD cards. But I don't think like, that's going to happen. There are fundamental security issues with SD cards, I think, that would um, stop Microsoft from investing in that area. It's, in- it's an interesting topic, actually, because the um, Ray discs are starting to get maxed out now. Whereas, like... Uh, Sandisk and, and those guys, they're pushing like serious, serious space with the um, with their uh, SD cards. They're getting like really big. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. That is an interesting topic. But I think what's what's more likely, what's more likely to happen than SD cards is just everyone going digital. Yeah, I I, I think I think that's more the case. Um... Let's see. Indie Gamer wants to know, did you hear the odd tales have run into money trouble and need investment to finish the last night? What do you reckon to Microsoft buying odd tales? I did see the last night ran into financial problems. I'm sure you saw it as well, Jez, right? Ed, we, uh, we covered that. And uh, yeah. Tim, Tim retweeted. What, what a dude. What a dude. So, <laughs> I would assume a lot of people have reached out to them oh, to yeah. help. I do wonder if... if uh, Ryan McCaffrey himself tweeted Phil publicly to help them. Yeah. Now, um, you guys rem- you, do you do remember, Jez, when um, No Man's Sky, uh, Hello Games, when their studio was flooded and they almost lost everything, I think yeah. Sony came in there or they took help from Sony and that's maybe potentially one of the reasons why that game was so exclusive for long. I do wonder what will happen with the last night. Apparently, they did, he did say on Twitter that the game has some sort of exclusivity with Xbox. Um, so, I don't know. The game does look pretty cool. So, uh, Somebody wanted to know where I stand in Injustice. Am I Team Batman or Team Superman? Team Batman forever. Come on, Superman, dude. I, I'm, I'm going to go on record right now. Superman sucks. Superman sucks. Ooh, that's, that's uh, some fighting words. He's such a boring, boring hero. Like boring Goku, but I will say, a, a, a Superman who's a villain is really interesting, and that's what he is in the Injustice story. He's a bad guy. So, oh right, yeah. Uh, what what's the name of evil Superman? Bizarro Superman. Bizarro Superman. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that, I don't know. That's that's, that's 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 way more interesting. Evil Superman. Yeah. Evil Superman's way better, but Batman's just Batman's just the best. So dystopia Superman. Yeah. So um, I want to thank everybody for, you know, showing up to the podcast today. First one in 2019. 
Uh, we had a whole bunch of people here, like uh, over 420 watching at one point. Make sure if you enjoyed the show to hit the like button. And if it was your first time here, uh, consider subscribing to the channel. And uh, that little bell right there next to the subscribe button is a notification. Uh, you hit that, and then you'll get notified every time I drop a new video or we do a podcast. Um, I want to thank everybody who, you know, super chatted and supported the channel. Appreciate that, especially in January, because January sucks for YouTube. Uh, make sure you guys also follow Jez on Twitter. His link is in the description. Uh, Jez, you got anything uh, going on uh, in the upcoming days? No, nothing super interesting. Well, actually, tell a lie. We do have like a ton of pre- we've. Well, I say we. Matt Brown, who writes for me on Windows Central, who's recently been promoted to full time staff. Congratulations to Matt. Um, he's been flying around nonstop doing previews. So, like, soon we've got a Rage 2 preview coming to the site, an interview with the Rage 2 guys. He's also been up to Ubisoft for a preview. He's also previewing Metro Exodus for us soon. So, like, <clears throat> if you're interested in, like, what are essentially close to final builds for some of these games, um, you know, we'll have previews up of those uh, in the next few weeks. Um, other than that, I'm just going to be on Twitter talking nonsense as per you that's right so thank you guys for watching live thanks to you guys watching later on itunes and google play we really appreciate it and we'll be back next week so uh yeah stay tuned for that i'm sure there'll be lots to talk about anyways guys have a good one and we'll see you next week okay party people